0: Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm
1: Ray from the House of Zod.
0: And we are joined by special guest Dave from the Swamp.
1: Hey guys, how are you?
0: Good, very good Dave. Very good. Uh,
1: glad to have another Kryptonian on us, another okay. Survivor.
0: That's good. I'm good. from Argo City. There you go where I'm from boom. There's a there's a deep dive. That is it. That is deepest lore right there. Oh, <laughs> um, jeez. Is that, is
1: yeah. It, is it? I don't know. Is it Connor? Is it Google?
0: Yeah. It, yeah. D- Dave actually, ironically, Dave might know more than you. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure though. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I reckon he does. I reckon you do, Dave. Surface so <laughs> knowledge uh, at best, basically. But you know, to so get up, to get by. Uh, D- Dave, Ray, and I are all acquaintances from before because dave runs a podcast called signal of doom oh, the greatest and, podcast on the internet i often say very good too. well One of the most popular well we we are on you know <laughs> oh, we're, we're <laughs> on to be here, but you know um signals but, there always yeah yeah no uh, Signal of signal doom uh, i used to co-host on there for a little mm-hmm. bit and ray has been on very like Popped a lot in and out. Um, yeah in and out Few times <clears throat> so we're gonna have you on again connor soon we're already planning uh you know the the next it's almost like peace talks we have to arrange him you know <laughs> in advance kind of thing and yeah we're also coming on as well so there you go
2: yeah
0: yeah it's busy I at the swamp we'd love we we love guests at the swamp frankly we love them unless it's swamp thing <laughs> you know. <fucks> me. <laughs> 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 oh sorry can i swear on this sorry yeah yeah we're yeah. explicit oh, okay. um a lot of our listeners do have kids, but uh, I'll just—I'll oh. I'll send the ones that do a warning that f bombs are dropped uh, uh, early on. I'm in some swamp thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I love old swampy.
3: Um,
0: right. I hope he rocks up to your house one day and starts talking to you in a droning monotone about the green. I'll just go to bed. I've heard it all before. It wasn't interesting the first time. Yeah. But, um, okay, so, yeah, make sure you go check out Dave's podcast, obviously. Um, We've done, I think you and I, Dave, we did one Superman in our run together. I believe we did Emperor Joker, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. That that was a really great book, Emperor Joker. Um,
1: I remember listening to that as well. That does sound like a good read,
0: actually. Um, It was, um... Loeb and i want to say mcginnis on art i think oh, yeah it was wow. definitely mcginnis on art okay it's good um yeah there was a couple of artists but mcginnis was there i remember i vividly remember him but yeah it was good it's you know like if you want to see superman have to fight god if he's a chaotic madman uh oh. you know, go read that book it's pretty awesome but uh yeah dave so tell us about yourself oh. um you know how, how'd you get into superman comics all that sort of jazz oh. Well, you know, I'm a attractive middle-aged man uh, with an interesting comics that stretches back to the 80s. Um, and, in fact, I can say this. I've always liked Superman. I'm by no means an expert, and I'm not like – I'm a huge Batman guy, so Batman mm-hmm. was number one in DC. Yeah. But that said, from a very young age, like well below 10, uh, when I was just a kid, um, the Superman cartoon show – and it was it wasn't the animated show from the nineties because I'm old. It was like <laughs> it was definitely from at least the seventies, you know what I mean? Probably oh. no later than that. And it was called something like Adventures of Superman. Um, it had a Superboy insert in it. I was I loved it. And it was a hu- like to me, that was before I even really knew what comics was, superheroes, that's what it that's who he was, and that's what yeah. like, was the whole thing. Uh, just before I, that, I just before as well, Spider Man. I got into, but Superman from a very young age, I thought of as kind of superheroes and comics, um, and was always a big influence on me. And and even now, when I think of Superman, um, I I think of that classic kind of. It was very bombastic, like fast on a locomotive or more hmm. powerful motive, fast on a speeding bullet. It was all that kind of stuff, and it had the Superboy in the middle. Yeah, um, which I really enjoyed with Crypto. And, yeah, I mean, so from a very young age, I was interested. Um, as I got older, though, I definitely moved away from that and got into sort of more, you know, yeah. Judge Dredd and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and Batman a lot more. Um, and But then, you know, when I sort of – I gradually came around to it and started looking for cool Superman stories – I realized that, you yeah, know, he's, he's a really cool character. And um, although he's not my number one, I mean, he's, he's up there. I mean, I think we wouldn't have modern-day comics without Superman. And I think he's one of the few that I actually find interesting to look at. I think a lot of times um, sort of academic looks at mm-hmm. characters can be quite dull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of Superman's impact and longevity and how long he's gone through so many sort of hands, really – and yet still kind of retained a a very core kind of look and aesthetic. Well,
1: I was was about to say, Dave, that's that's interesting because you mentioned, and I know, and Connor knows as well, um, you know, some of your faves, as you mentioned, Judge Dredd and and the likes of the Punisher, really kind of gritty characters. Did did Superman, because everyone in the 90s basically... Was made grittier to some extent, you know. You could argue that with Spider Man when he oh, became sure. the Spider. You can argue that with Captain America when he became the Captain. Um, uh, with Superman, did that did that at all attract you? Did, did that bring you back to to listening? And, oh, sorry, to to reading Superman. I I'll um, tell you something interesting.
0: I was a, in the nineties. Okay, Batman and Punisher and, and Judge were my sort of everything in comics with Wolverine as well. But mm-hmm. and that was my whole thing. But then. I actually went to a party and I actually was bored of Batman just because Batman was the only thing I was reading. It wasn't really Batman's fault. It was more just that was all I was reading. And I said to a guy, What's, give me a, another comic that's interesting. You know what I mean? I, I need something else as well as Batman. And he recommended Green Lantern and I went down to the store and got into Green Lantern, which was Kyle Rayner at the time. But whilst there, I started picking up And it's really the only time I've ever done it. I was picking up the week or monthly Supermans, but there was all the titles, Mm -hmm. um, and -hmm. it had the triangle on it. Uh, Connor, you'd remember, yeah, yeah, the triangle era. We come across that as well. The era when he it was it was just before he got married. It was Superman Blue. It was all that kind of stuff. It was throughout, and I collected it for probably about two years. Okay. Um, and it was really cheesy, but fun, and and for me it was a nice counterbalance to everything else I was reading. If you know what I mean, like I thought it was very charming, mm, like yeah. Lois and Clark. Oh, so I've always actually been a bit of a fan. Without it being, it's always kind of been a nice counterweight to the rest of yeah. my tastes. Yeah, because mm. uh, your tastes are very, um, like all, all the like all the heroes are very dark. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Superman's like, obviously not it, like that. Superman's the opposite of what I generally like, but I think yeah. it's because to me he is kind of the original. Like, you yeah. can't be the original. I, I just feel like it's almost like you go back to formula and it's Superman, and I'm kind of like, that's cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's
1: good. Yeah, no, no, that, that's yeah, no, really great. It's almost as if by default, you know what are saying? Like, you know, as you're saying as well, you're, you're into all those dark kind of characters, but just – as a reprieve so to speak you just go the other way you know and superman's well, the the
0: go-to kind of yeah. person for that for me as well it's actually not so much just about darkness a lot of my favorites like deadpool um yeah lobo whoever they, they have a really sarcastic sense of humor a lot of the time yeah uh, which you know and superman doesn't and that's kind of what i like about him he's kind of wholesome
2: yeah. And yeah.
0: the stories, you know, as well, I really actually have always been very interested in Krypton and like that Alan Moore story. Um, what's it called, Connor? Kind of uh, for the Man, Man Who Has Everything. Yeah. That made a huge impact on me. Uh, when I was a young reader. Like I thought it was one of the most brilliant stories I'd ever read. Um, and, and and a fascination with, with Krypton and Candor City and all that kind of stuff. I think it's really kind of cool.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, it's
1: interesting. What What are your thoughts? I, I just got to ask as well because we've recently covered it on um, on All Star Superman. Dave, do you like that? Oh, I love it. I I
0: um, I'm a huge Grant Morrison fan. Yeah, and yeah I know I, with the Invincibles, right? Invisibles, uh, sorry. Invisibles, yeah, Invisibles, yeah and, and, a, and a lot of, and most of his work, frankly, yeah. you know, yeah. a good two thirds of his work, I absolutely love. Um, and so I, when that came out, I purchased that. Because I'm a Grant Morrison fan, and I quite mm. like Superman, so I collected it in singles. I think it's brilliant. Frankly, yeah, it I mean, I, I, I think for me, it's worthy of another reread. I haven't read it in like oh, a good fiche. Sure. Um, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's uh, fantastic. Yeah,
0: yeah. I it mean, was a reread for both of us actually when we covered it, and well, we both and, yeah. came out liking it a lot more than yes we did,
1: and different time spans as well. You hadn't read it mm. in ages. I had read it, you know, not that long ago, and then reread it again, and it's still you know, it still wasn't like treading old ground. It was, it was really good. Um, so I can't lord that, that series enough to me. That's
0: it works. It's it's one of Morrison. Morrison yeah, has a Morrison. lot of really good works, but that's in the top 10 for sure. Yeah. Uh, he has a love of that character. Um, and an understanding of that character that I think. Yeah. is Not always present amongst some of the people who have takes on Superman, you know, definitely. It's, it, which is kind of interesting. Um, that you know more people don't like if they take cues for Morrison they're very surface level yeah. cues but like they don't they don't seem to look into what Morrison understood about the character mm. you know and the fundamentals of it. Like like for instance action comics in New Fifty Two, that was the best Superman content to come out in the New Fifty Two. And none of the writers afterwards
2: mm.
0: like even acknowledged that run really. And it was just baffling. I haven't read it, and I really need to. I'm going to purchase the omnibus that we've been talking about, Connor, for sure. Yeah, um, I'm really just yeah. that, that omnibus doesn't also include All Star. I think it. You know, that's a bit of a disappointment to me. Maybe uh, I, 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 I guess it, you know, yeah, but I guess if you're doing like if it's a Superman by Grant Morrison omnibus, the then it's like, well, if you include All Star, you have to include like. Final Crisis, I you know, love Superman Cry-
1: Beyond, but is, isn't isn't also kind of like separate on its own, like con- yeah. considered? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is yeah, it Frank
0: Whiteley on art in All Star? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Really and they did a movie, didn't they? Uh, I want to say, am I dreaming that, or they did a movie? No, years? they they did do a movie. Um, actually, shout out to Krypton Report. We're going to be hopping on their show to cover the animated version of All Star. Superman. It's worthy of a viewing especially if it's someone who's not a comic reader. Mm. You know, a lot lot of people I know um, don't actually read the comics but they love the animated or live action stuff, you know? and I I would give them that animated movie actually because I think it's a really good advertisement for the comic. Like, it's just an advertisement you know? Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah,
0: Yeah, because it's not as good as the comic obviously but like (laughs) it's it's... it's nowhere near as good as the comic but it's still good you know? Yeah. Well, the comic's that good that even a really, like, abridged version of it mm. is, like, still one of the better animated movies. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, actually, uh, uh, briefly, I want to talk about, because, uh, Dave, you told me you were rereading What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, and the American Way. Yeah, the Joe Kelly story. Yep. Yeah, and you're telling me stuff like, it should be taught in schools, and then I reread it. <laughs> <laughs> It's well, like i, I mean, be, I'm being being hyperbolic when I say that obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I I thought I didn't think you were like that literal, but um <laughs> I mean, I I I read it again and I enjoyed it more than I did last time, but I think I had a better quality scan. So maybe that was it. Did we cover that, Connor? We did. Very yeah, early yeah. on. Like episode 13 or so. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, gotcha. I, I love it. I You know why I love it? It's I actually the reason I read it was I I, in, if you read Grant Morrison's um, uh, sort of autobiography. Um, oh, the Super Gods? Super Gods, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he mentions Joe Kelly's run in there. And I read, like, one of, you know, sometimes you'll get that newspaper article that, that makes a big deal about a comic story. You know, they just pluck one out yeah. of the air. I read that, and I was like, well, I know Joe Kelly from Deadpool. I respect him a hell of a lot. Uh, I So I went down, and, and years ago, and I and I got hold of the issue and read it, loved it. Um, And then it's in the collection that I've got, the Celebration collection. And so I – yeah, the reason I love it is so many reasons. It's the heart of Superman. I like my Superman pretty basic, good guy, which he is generally. And, you know, it it, it has the authority, one of my favorite, um, uh, you know – Stories like mm-hmm. the authority, of Warren Ellis, if we're allowed to say his name anymore, are created. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I love that thing. And so basically, Joe Kelly took the authority, changed it into the elite, but brought that into the regular DC, which was all the sort of, you know, new style of the superhero kind of being the police force of the world or whatever. And, yeah. you know, against Superman's good old fashioned values. And I, I, And he did it all in one issue. And I'm a big yeah. fan of what really good creators can do in one issue so i like it for as much as the fact that it's in one issue and yeah. it's so self-contained you know yeah, i think
1: right just, just remind me again connor as well and dave this is the one is this the one with uh is it manchester black or something yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah yeah Okay. i remember that one okay yeah it was the one issue and stuff um it did seem to be part of a a, a greater story like there were things um i remember just from off the top of my head that it seemed to you know, to be part of it. Uh, well,
0: he's uh, ripping off what what he's doing. He, he basically just rips off the whole concept of the authority down to yeah. the actual ship. Yeah. And so he just transposes that into this story. So it seems wow. like there's a lot more story when really he's just taken the template of the right. authority uh, and put it into obviously Superman. So yeah. it, it's really interesting. I think, I think it's a really interesting sort of, uh experiment and apparently joe kelly fr- from what i read of jack grant morrison's um book he took he did a very pacifist version of superman okay. um which you know i think is interesting as well mm-hmm. and you know i just think it's i don't know I, the reason i say taught in school is because i think it it asks questions that necessarily aren't fully answered in the issue they kind of leave it up yeah to they them, aren't you know
2: hmm. yeah
0: yeah, yeah. It, I, I didn't know actually they were that close to the authority, like with the ship and everything. I only have passing ship, knowledge yeah. of the authority. Uh, like, put it this way, it, it's kind of like the authority. If the authority was slightly more bad, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's he. It's kind of like he rips it off and, and then smudges around the edges, but he does it very consciously. So it's like you know, it's a D, it's an all DC joint anyway. So oh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like the the authority ship is called, I think, the carrier and, a, you know, blah, 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 it lives in the bleed, whereas that ship's right. called whatever it's called. Like, it's all very similar. The, the actual characters are a bit more villainesque than The Authority are, really. You know, they've sort of, like, taken up a notch or two. That That's what I've heard from people who've read The Authority, is that they're not as bad as they are in um no uh, that story. Oh, they're not. No, no, they're not. They're more heroic. But okay. the, the concept is is kind of what he's taking, and he just dials up this sort of... Well, he, he takes it to cool. the extreme. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I think, like, is kind of the point of that story is these two yeah. extremes up um, yeah. against each other, and like, I just want to say, DC, if you if you really are going to make Superman the leader of the authority, that is so fucking wrong. Um, that would be stupid. You know, are they uh, going to? That that was that's the big rumor. <laughs> oh. I can't uh-huh. imagine that. Like, I mean, to me, that wouldn't be the authority. That's just. That's just like the Justice League, but they're calling it the authority. You know, or, Superman doesn't yeah. belong in the authority. There's there's a character a lot like Superman, um, Apollo. I mean, he is similar. <laughs> to be honest, Apollo is quite similar, really. He's fairly heroic, and, you know, he gets his powers from the sun. I mean, he's a Superman analog, like yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so many characters, you know, but it's kind of pathetic that they're making Superman the head of the authority to replace the analog of Superman. It's kind of very... I really hope it's just not true because, you know, I feel like Superman just... Uh, no, DC just forgets Superman's roots sometimes where he was quite anti-authoritarian, you know? Yeah, like, sure. he, he fights for the little guy. Oh, yeah, I mean, they, they remember that very occasionally when it's convenient, you know? Mm. Yeah, that that's a good point. I mean, yeah, Morrison brought that back and then yes. oh, disappeared again. Um, yeah. Well, you're talking about what, Dark Knight
1: Returns as well, right? Isn't that the whole... Well, he's a puppet of the government. Yeah. But he's, yeah. Isn't he's that the, the whole thing? Thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was talking about
0: Superman. Yeah, yeah. That's the opposite of yeah what Superman is really. Yeah, that's um, what, I mean. or what he started as, I should say. Yeah, so
1: he was portrayed quite differently in that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, that was an Elseworld as well. Oh, okay. so right. Um, what but people it, don't by too. this point, though, I was thinking that the other day. With yeah, so yeah, good, good point like what isn't you now you know else worlds may as well like be just as canon as post-crisis hmm.
2: um
0: yeah you know uh, yeah but uh just speaking all, of like all oh, this happened on like earth <laughs> 2017 like that like you know <laughs> continuity can go on the bend i just i just want good stories me too um, you know um and uh briefly mm. Um, so we might do a proper review later, but our listeners know that I've been eagerly awaiting the Man of Tomorrow debut. Oh yeah, um, the animated movie, and Dave and I have managed to watch it. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to have a really brief, spoiler-free sure. discussion slash review because Ray hasn't seen it yet.
1: I will um, plug my fingers in my ears right now, and I'll, I'll just say la 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 la.
0: Spoiler-free, so don't worry. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah, it's, not, okay. it's not that amazing that you're going to be that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't
1: think there'll be any. Um, <laughs> surprises let's say that you know because it's not reinventing the wheel or anything, yeah right? exactly i've kind of read that yeah.
0: yeah i mean i will say i heard rumors that it was gonna take inspiration for morrison's action comics but it doesn't do that and that disappointed me but like i thought it was good it wasn't anything more but it was good i thought know? it was like i watched it last night and you know you guys know me i love lobo Mm-hmm. Um and when I knew that Lobo was fighting Superman, in this I got very excited.
2: <laughs> um,
0: and to be fair, I think they did a really good job with Lobo. Okay, and I so voicings was okay. Like he
1: was portrayed well enough.
0: Yeah, as a Lobo, Lobo fan, I mean he's always PGified a bit for Superman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they they yeah. PG him slightly, but not too much. I mean, it's it's Lobo. The fight's pretty cool. Yeah, um, it is a good fight. Yeah, um, it's a good. One. You actually, you know what? I think they took some cues from the American Alien fight. Um, because yeah, I, I yeah. happened to read it just that day, just just because I wanted to see what American Alien, um, also done by another. Um, can we mention his name, Max Landis? Max Landis, oh <laughs> another another cancelled person. But anyway, I, I don't really like American Alien, but I just read it just to see what the fight was like the actual fight in this movie definitely took some cues from the fight in that book.
1: Okay. Um,
0: yeah. Um, but it's done better than the book and yeah, I mean the parasites, you know, it's a good, it's very watchable. The animation, I like the
1: Parasite. The
0: parasites good in this. Yeah. Um, and overall it's, it's very entertaining. Um, the animation for me is a kind of, it's very particular. I yeah. don't you know if I like it really okay. it's kind of cheap, uh, but at times that works, like, I don't know, it's, it's it's a very particular style of animation that I'm not sure I want to say too much more of that style. Yeah. But the story carried it. I enjoyed it. I didn't get bored. Sometimes in the animated stuff, I get bored about halfway through. I just lose interest. Yeah. Right. This one kept me engaged. I gave it 7.5. If it had better animation, I'd give it an 8. Yeah. I, it, it's very it, – look, it's good. You know, It's it's fun, yeah. Like it, yeah. It's I agree. It's solid. Um, as as for the animation, like, God, I have lamented on this podcast a fair bit about DC's cheap animation.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I found this to be better than say Red Sun. You hate Cause... that one, do you? Really?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I thought Red Sun animation was okay. Like again, I, t- if I had, it just seems I, I don't know. I have not experienced like the the top tier animation quality because. I tend to not worry too much about animation. I think I think Ray, it's fine. You're it's, on, it, you, Ray. Ray,
0: you're the one who defended that awful Avengers animation. I'll never forget which one. That terrible show. Which one? That Awful, awful Avengers show. The one they did um, after Ultimate Spider-Man. And I said to you, Ray, this is some of the worst animation I've ever seen. And you were like, <laughs> Earth, oh. Earth's Mightiest Heroes. <laughs> no, the one after that. I like Earth's Mightiest. Oh, Avengers Heroes. Assemble. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's that adaptation,
0: really, you know, dude. Those later seasons, man. I was like, it's fine if it was like nineteen eighty seven, but okay. Like- 2020 you know
1: yeah i I don't know i don't know what the yardstick is for for 2020 animation i don't
0: know i I just
1: take what it is and it's like if it that's it that's fine as long as they're moving and and i can and i can recognize who they are that's good animation for me
0: this is why i'm teasing teasing you if it's moving should it be like the (laughs) as uh as some listeners who have actually messaged me Slightly angry. Uh, Ray has slightly controversial taste in animation on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I look, in general, I back Ray. You know, on most, on most play, <laughs> as Ray knows. But really? I think I... Anima- it's very you're 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 a soft marker on animation as well. Oh, so.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't picked up on the nuances. Like, you know, I, give me like manga or anime. I I know what that level sure. and quality is, uh, as opposed to superhero animation.
0: Well um, I just like I just like a better budget yeah. and it, it to look a bit better. Like okay. I think unfortunately well,
1: well give me give give me a give me an animated series that is meant to be top tier for superheroes. Well
0: I, I would again say the Superman Fleischer cartoons, but that didn't sell you. Um no. when it was like, it, which it was fan- weird. It
1: was good, it was fantastic, but it's it's just not of I appreciate it, but it's not like it's not modern, you know you know what I mean? Um yeah. I can it's say the same thing More about Loon I can say the same thing about Looney Tunes fantastic animation but it's not yeah. not really going to cut it
0: like now No but it's a different thing I mean I agree with yeah. you Looney Tunes is fantastic Yeah. it, it doesn't fl- it doesn't sell itself on the sheer quality of the animation like something like Muppet Babies was like an increase in animation at the time Okay um you know like Muppet Babies at the time was what what when they produced it it was like oh sweet this is a pretty cool animation but in terms of modern DC stuff yeah. like Us on Arkham um and Hell to Pay Suicide Squad uh, what I consider Ooh. Okay I... hang on
1: sorry yeah. sorry Dave, to cut you there I did see like the first like 5 minutes of is it Harley Quinn or or the Suicide Squad or something where they drop F bombs every everywhere now and again
0: That's no that's the Harley Quinn TV show which is way more cartoony Okay um, I enjoy, I enjoyed that animation that was pretty good What of my that favorite animations of all time. good yeah, that's um, okay. The animation the, is very good. It's it's very that's an animation though that's more it's almost like a sitcom. Yeah. Uh, um and I, love, I mean I love that show. But it's again, it's not selling itself on dynamic animation of action scenes. Like there's right. almost no action scenes in in that. If you look at Suicide Squad uh Hell to Pay or Suicide Squad Assault on Arkham, which are you know yeah. last few years, mm-hmm. I'd consider that what I would want from D C animation in general. Okay. This Man of Tomorrow is not bad. I'd be like, all joking aside, Ray, mm-hmm. I should get your opinion on the animation here because it's a very particular style. It's actually a lot more like old school animation from like the 80s. Okay. You know, obviously dressed up a bit, but yeah. it's that kind of. You remember when you were watching He Man, for example? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Um, it, and it was kind of, you could tell it was drawn. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's kind of that style okay. for a lot of character models. And well, actually. I was I watched the panel for it mm. um and read some interviews about the animation. It was interesting because they kinda did like they knew their budget was cheap. Mm-hmm. So they and they so they tried to make the story smaller scale, which when you think about it, compared to the other Superman movies, this is pretty small scale. Mm. Um like it's just dealing with the parasite, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um like I don't even I think the city might be in danger at one point, but that's about it. Uh and so they wanted to make it, like, animation that would lend itself well to, like, character interactions. Yes. Um, and just something that would work with their budget. Like, whereas I think mm. the previous... A lot of the previous movies just took that stock animation mm. and would just, like... They wouldn't try and work around the budget. They would just do all the big scenes, but they look like crap. So I appreciate that these guys did experiment. Yeah, me too. Um, um, I actually... That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying, actually. I, I actually think this one... I think, although it's controversial, like I know my co-host on Signal at the Moment, Richard, just hates the animation on this. I knew he'd hate it. (laughs) Oh, no, he he flat out hates it. Whereas I'm sort of – I'm a bit more like Ray. I I am quite forgiving on it, and I'm sort of like – I am more story-based anyway. So Mm. I think this is proof that, once again, sometimes a good story can carry – not like a class animation and in this one the story does sell it i mean i'm giving it 7.5 which i think is a pretty that's you a know, pretty high score yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah i mean yeah like the man of tomorrow there's a couple of big action set pieces especially one with lobo um but like you know it is about the characters in the story first and foremost and the fact that it's an original story that just takes some cues from stuff instead of a direct adaptation of a comic i think mm-hmm. helps it a lot because there was a couple of points I was watching the movie, I'm like, Whoa, I didn't expect this team up. Uh Dave might know the one I'm talking about towards the yeah. end. <laughs> and uh I also I really liked Martian Manhunter in this movie. I thought he was really cool. He was good. Uh, I thought Lobo looked really good and I thought Lois's uh character looked really good as well. Like the, the the design of Lois I thought was very good and I thought Lobo for Lobo fans, I thought they got his visual down perfectly. Yeah. Um yeah. How, how were the how were the voices Were the voices good? Voices to me were fine, Ray. Right? I mean, yeah, it was, were, it was professional. You know,
1: <laughs> okay, nothing outstanding. Just no, no. Enough. I mean, it was yeah.
0: it was it was
1: good. You know, okay. like it, you didn't even notice it, kind because of. Because didn't like Krypton? What, that TV show didn't Lobo have, like an Irish accent or something? Connor?
0: like he did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, that pissed me off so much because <laughs> I fucking hate that show. And like, but I sat through it. Do, do you do remember Ray, how excited yeah, I was. Cause of Lobo. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Then, then he turns up on screen with whatever accent he was peddling. And I was like, <laughs> seriously, like, have they never seen Lobo? He's got a very distinctive kind of visual, you know, verbal mm-hmm. style. Yeah. Um, Which is all wrong. But even then, I'm so pathetic because they were like, oh, they're going to do a Lobo TV show. And even then, I was like, I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs)
2: They
0: cancelled it. And I still can't believe they have never done, like, a Lobo movie in this day and age with Deadpool and everything. Like... Yeah,
1: Lobo definitely would be in the cards. If if Deadpool succeeds, you'd reckon Lobo would as well.
0: Lobo doesn't have the quote-unquote meme status of Deadpool that Daniel Way sort of brought in. Put Daniel Way on Lobo, and then maybe we'll get it. Please Daniel Way. No, thank you. Like, Like, just take... There's so many good Lobo stories from Alan Grant's, like, run in the 90s. Like, you know, they don't need... You know what I mean? Like, you could... Lobo has a very distinct personality. I'm, what I'm saying is, I can't believe they haven't tried it, like or tried an animated show or done something like. At least in this, he's in it. You know what I mean? And he's a big piece in it because, uh, unfortunately, what often happens with Lobo in these kind of things, he just comes and goes really quickly. Like he's in yeah. Outsiders or whatever. you What's the Batman show? Not is it the Outsiders? The show that's on um, DC Universe. Um,
2: he's in a. I don't first, know.
0: He's in it for 5 seconds. It's like the Teen Titans, Young Justice, that's what it's called. Ah, okay. He's in it for 5 seconds. He's in Superman animated series for a couple of episodes. You know, yeah. he's in he generally just pops in and out very quickly whereas at least in this movie Lobo's actually given like a lot of room to breathe, which I Yeah, really... he's a he's a supporting character, not a like him like cuz the whole I guess these are kind of thematic spoilers, but the reason Martian Manhunter and Lobo are in it is because of the whole Soul Survivor like, of a planet. Mm. You know, Martian Manhunter is the last Martian, Lobo is the last of his kind, and Superman's obviously the last Kryptonian.
2: Sure.
0: Um, Which I think is a cool sort of take Mm. to put on it. Like, instead of having Batman be, like, the first other hero he interacts with, you know, it's like these other aliens. The funny thing Uh, is, Martian Manhunter, there's, I mean, he fights other Martians all the time. Every time I read a Martian Manhunter storyline, it's blue Martians and fucking whatever. Like... Well, I think his Martians are all dead. His are, but I'm saying there are other Martians. Like, these, That's true. These the ones that hate him, you know? I, I'm not clear about the whole difference between Martians. Maybe they are a different race. Maybe it's just the colour of their skin. Who knows? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will say I, I really liked Parasite, and I like how crazy Parasite kind of got towards yeah. the end. Um, that that was cool. It kind of. Actually, I won't say anything, but I just wasn't expecting him to sort of mutate that way. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think... I give it three out of five. Okay, because it's uh, fair my six ranking. out like, of ten. Connor, that's not very big. Not
3: well, much. I but like
0: I really enjoyed it though. <laughs> okay, uh, look to be fair, I'm being uh, Ray. You've heard me say this before. It's a soft seven point five from me, yeah. but I'm going to stick with it. Like it, it's good, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it's, I, I think Ray honestly. I mean, Ray, you do a Superman podcast. I was about to say, if you like Superman. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for a Superman fan um, or someone who likes Superman, yeah, I mean, definitely. Oh, I know, I'd, I'd
1: for
2: sure
0: be checking it out. Yeah. Um, no,
2: yeah, it's interesting
0: to me. I agree, actually. I think if you like Superman, absolutely check this out. Because I was in the foulest mood, like really, really bad. And I just chucked this on.
2: Wow.
1: And
0: I just I was just kind of got lost in it, you know, and it was just really sort of.
1: Okay. Is it an hour like and a half? Is it is a nice lab?
0: Yeah, about an hour and a half, okay. I think. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I really like that opening scene where he's watching um, the TV show or the movie with the scary alien. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a really nice scene. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that that's our mini... It turned into longer um man of tomorrow
2: That's good.
0: yeah um thing but uh yeah we might talk about it again when ray watches it and stuff because it is a good movie and i've i've mm. got the blu-ray pre-ordered and i'll be oh, watching nice. it again with my friends who's a big superman fan so yeah yeah great um and by the way, this weekend, I'm going to finally sit down and watch Return, Death and Return of Superman. Uh, Ooh. Nice. I have it queued up, and I've, I've got leave, and I'm going to sit down tomorrow and watch that. I've been meaning to do this for about a year, and finally I'm going to do it. Death of Superman is awesome. Reign of the Superman, it's okay. There's Because Tomasi wrote Death of Superman. Okay. um and the guy actually the guy who wrote man of tomorrow wrote reign of the superman but i would rate reign of the superman lower than man of tomorrow you know the funny thing is back in like the late 90s i i purchased when i was buying superman i purchased like a big fat like phone book size trade paperback return of superman and oh, it's huge i loved it like i i just thought it was the best concept someone actually i was to be honest to be brutally honest i was super stoned and <laughs> someone because i knew superman had died in the comics but i i just you know didn't really care and then someone started talking about the return the reign of the Superman and all the different Superman, and it just i blew my mind and i went out and found it and bought it and i still think it was one of the most enjoyable superman stories i've ever read that whole return arc you know well the, the whole the whole thing with the four supermen is awesome you know, Superboy, Steel, Cyborg, and uh, Eradicator all being like different aspects of the character. Cyborg yeah. Superman was my favorite. I love that guy. Yeah, because he's just the Terminator, really. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it very much plays to the the, the era, doesn't it? As well, so I... you have Superman gun toting as well. Like, wasn't oh, there totally. Superman just like in
0: black and with the mullet? Uh, you know, have with you a gun. That on the show, the, like the Return of Superman trade or whatever. No, huh? have we done it yet? Yeah. No. No, no. Have, because you done, it's, um... have you done Death of Superman? No, no, because it's big. What doing? What are you waiting?
1: What are yeah. you? What are you oh, no, there's, there's a few big, big ones big. that we haven't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we're, we're stealing ourselves because like
0: Return of the Return of Superman's like that's a big book. Um, death. I've got the Death of Superman Omnibus, and it's massive. Oh yeah, it's huge. So maybe that has Return in it as well. Actually, See, my my favourite's always been World Without a Superman, mm-hmm. um, where Superman actually wasn't in the issues for like, yeah. I don't know, a long time, like six months, I think, he was just gone. Um, and I don't know, I just I thought it was pretty realistic. Sort of, you know, they sort of sens- sensationalized Superman's death and the Ooh. people closest to him didn't get to in the morning properly. I thought it was really cool. But uh, the popular thing is everyone thinks Reign of Superman is the best one.
2: Okay.
0: Well, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, but anyway, it so is I-, good. I am interested in watching the... Uh, movie, but I will say as a final sum up on animation, Ray, I am very critical, and Connor knows this of the costume choices they've made yep. in, the, in the Justice League movies in general, because they, they they basically took all the concepts from New Fifty Two and didn't have the balls to change them when New Fifty Two was erased. And so, so- for Superman, but- for 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 across the board. Superman, Wonder Woman in particular. Oh, okay. it just annoys me every time I see it. I like the costumes. Wow. I, I, I liked the Wonder Woman Year 52 design. I like the Superman Year 52 design. Sure, well, it's not classic I, Superman, well, but, you, you know. Are you telling me you'd take the fucking New 52 Superman over the classic Superman? I wouldn't take it over the classic Superman, but I still like it.
1: But, yeah,
0: but, but that's my point. I don't want to take it. That's what I'm saying. I I want the classic. Give me the classic. I'll take the show. I don't know. I I, I have very strong feelings on the matter and it annoys me when it comes on but I'm going to push past it tomorrow because I actually do quite enjoy the movies themselves. That's a very side fact, so mm. I can put that aside, and um, I'm looking forward to it, because I, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that Doomsday Fight is something special. Oh, the, the Doomsday Fight's awesome, and the anime, like, it's obvious all of the budget went into the Doomsday Fight animation, because before it, it's kind of potato, and then it becomes, like, super detailed as they're fighting, so, wait, um, yeah, you're not one of those weird underpants people, are you, like, Superman has to have the trunks, or he's not super... I don't really care, dude. But I, I just, like, as it's I just said, just the cape movie, and the blue and the red. Yeah, the light, cape and the yeah. emblem. That, that's yeah, what man. I need. Like, when I think of Superman, I think of, like, a classic kind of Kurt Swan heroic, mm. you know, like, I don't want this newfangled shit they just whipped up in five minutes before New 52. <laughs> and just, you know what I mean? Like, kind of that, in that kind of, that, when they had the fucking brainwave at DC to Dio and Jim Lee, and, and just Jim Lee just did every design in, like, 10 minutes. No thanks. You know what I mean? Like that's not my cup of tea. I want the classic. I'm sorry for that. I mean, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix yeah, it. Yeah, I just that yeah, is no, the same. Like, I don't I, agree. I'm not sorry that's a hot take because I think that that's a very kind of common opinion. Oh, I think it, my, yeah. my take is the hot one actually. That I actually liked the costumes. So, um, well, you know, but yeah. but see, they're they're gone. It's like that's why I find it so weird. Like DC have moved on from it. Why haven't the animation? Well, to be fair, uh, when he comes back. At the end of Reign of the Superman, he's wearing his rebirth as reborn costume, not okay. the which still do you, doesn't the have black, the trunks, but do you see the black costume at any point? Yes. Good. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty faithful with the mullet and stuff. Um so but give, like the Reign of the Superman cuts out it doesn't have the Coast City destruction, and that yeah, really annoyed me. That annoys me too, yeah. Because like I'm like, instead of leading up to something else, they should have led up to like Parallax. Yeah, that animated. Would, that would have been awesome. Yeah, but they just don't have the sort of time or energy or bullshit or any of that. They just well, sort because of... Because Green Lantern isn't popular enough, which is bullshit, because Green Lantern's awesome. Um, yeah, right. I mean, I think it's a cool story. But, like, they sort of... At, at a certain point, like, let's be honest, all these animated stuff, it makes some massive concessions for time and space and everything, you know? Yeah. yeah. At least it. I prepped you for the lack of Coast City, because yeah, uh, when, live, when live, I watched I the, expected it. Is Mongolia mongol in it no oh come on it's yeah a, come on, connor you i guess you'll see i mean considering considering the follow-up movie is justice league dark apocalypse war you might be able to guess oh if it's dark side i'm happy that's okay yeah okay cool yeah you'll be happy then um yeah oh well that'll be interesting actually i'll be interested when you get up to apocalypse war as well because i quite like that one I've got it all queued up and ready to go. So basically when I watch death and return and then, um, this long weekend that I'm off, basically I'm going to watch apocalypse war as well after death. Yeah. and Return. Yeah. Yeah. Apocalypse. Have you watched all this stuff,
1: right. Are you on top of all this, man? No. Um, but <laughs> I will, <laughs> I am keen to actually watch. It's just funny time. Really. I haven't been able to watch it's much. It's a lot to
0: watch. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm the same and it's hard. You've got the kid and stuff like it's, it's late night for me, and that's the problem. Yeah, that's the only on.
1: time for me. Yeah, late. Yeah, night. I, yeah,
0: I put it on. Like I put on Man of Tomorrow, and I and like twenty minutes in, I was starting to flag because it was like midnight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I put yeah, tomorrow. welcome that's to my <laughs> you yeah. your You're tired, and yeah, it's like yeah. it's, you're enjoying.
1: not in the you're not in the best mind frame as well because you want to enjoy it, but you don't. I don't feel that you do it justice because you, you're going in, you know, half exhausted. So, um, right. Right. but that's right. the only yeah, but that's the only. You know, but no, I really do. I am very keen, especially after I heard how graphic. What is it? Apocalypse War? Oh Jesus! Like? They went overboard with I'd that. I'd love to say. see that. Yeah, yeah, I want to see it. So no, see no, I'm very interested.
0: Fucking bisected, like, <laughs>
1: yeah, in. Yeah. and you see the innards. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's just like
0: <laughs> I don't. I know it's I know it's Justice League Dark. I know it's Constantine. But like, man, you know, I don't know. Superman's also a main character, and they have. Just some of the characters they really kill brutally. I'm like, I didn't need to see that particular character get yeah. violently. I'm looking forward to it. Like, yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't this the one that winds up the whole universe? After this, they're rebooting the whole animated yeah. slate. Yeah, yeah. So it's the final one in that um, setting. Kind of, cool. you,
1: you're talking to a guy that whose motto is "keep on killing."
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right Ray
0: well <laughs> Ray you like your street level I know you're on yeah. the Superman cast but you like street level at the best of times oh too. I, I down, love you've been it, down yeah. there in the trenches too Ray we oh, know I've that there. I've been down there Yeah. well I mean you know I god a, a few years ago the only favourite of mine that wasn't street level was Superman um mm. Now Iron Fist has become like kind of a bit more than street level and Ghost Rider's not street level. But like you know, I mean t- my two favourite characters at one point were Superman and Punisher. Like oh, <laughs> how wow. dissimilar do you get than those two? Um, pretty 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 <laughs> contrasting characters. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's one team up I just couldn't see working no. at all. Uh, that's that's the team up when they've just run out of everything else. Like, yeah, that's Archie versus the Punisher kind of thing. It's just it, how <laughs> is Archie versus the Punisher? Because you said Archie and Predators was good. So Archie Predators one is excellent. Archie yeah. Predators two was a real disappointment. I read it. Mm-hmm. Um, Archie versus the Punisher is just a lot of fun. It's oh, yeah. It's really...
1: I've got to watch it. I've got to read that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah that's good fun.
1: All right. Is, is it is it the Garth and this Punisher? That's all. Just one last question.
0: No, I think it's, it's, oh, God, it's it's like it's like mid-90s, I, I think. Ah, okay. It's, it's before that. But uh, Punisher in the mid-90s was pretty hardcore, man. Yeah, it's Mike, Mike Barron, isn't it? Or Jimmy Palmiotti? Uh, uh, yeah, look, I couldn't tell you who even wrote it. Like, right. uh, I've only read it. Look, I, I'd say this. It, honestly, it's fun. It's a lot yeah. of fun. It, it, it's got a sense of humor about itself kind of thing. And oh, yeah. Punisher, yeah, yeah. Punisher is Punisher kind of thing. It's okay. kind of like the Predator thing. Okay, yeah. okay.
1: Just... Yeah, that was pretty good. That was well done, I thought. Well, it,
0: hopefully, it's better than Superman, Batman <sighs> versus Predator and Aliens. <laughs> I bring that up like every episode just to make. Oh Rey my current. god, that, that so... is a... I, I purchased it that. hard. I yeah? purchased. This is how sad I was at the time. I went to the King's comics, and I went. I heard this Superman Predator yeah. and aliens. Like, where can I fucking get it? <laughs> and 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 I bought all the singles, and I just got more and more disenchanted with comics, with did each shoe. Did you burn and it? Burn them? I just. I, I gave pretty much all my singles away. Definitely that away to charity, yep. but that's such a bad. Oh. Um, another one: Superman, Batman, and vampires, which is also really oh, bad. That would have been And good, the, the the sad thing is, you can make those work pretty easily. I you think. Could. Yeah, could. Yeah, Cosmic. Good. Aliens. Well, come on. The original Superman Aliens is is a fucking good read. Mm. I I purchased that. Um, and is Batman Aliens. Superman. Superman Aliens. Um, you would you would have read it, Connor? Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't actually. I read the only one I've read is Batman Predator. I haven't read any of the others, which is a good one as well, isn't it? Batman Predator is good. Uh, Batman Aliens is also good. I, I see. I bought all these in the nineties, um, and Superman Aliens. I think you'd really enjoy. Uh, okay. Con- definitely, um, it's yeah, it's it's really good actually. Um, do you want me to g- give you one scene just to g- spice you up for it? Yeah, 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 yeah please. Uh, an alien actually. Gets in Superman and comes Ooh. out. In his chest. Holy, it's pretty oh.
2: <laughs> it's Seriously, cool. Seriously,
0: it does. Um, wow, it's it, Superman Aliens. I thought was um, a pretty good story. I think God, I'm stretching my brain back to the mid '90s. I think it was kind of like three prestige issues or something. I know the okay. Batman's ones. I I, I, I read Batman. And I, I I bought Batman Aliens and Superman Aliens. Um, yeah, they're both good. Awesome. Let yeah. we go get crypto aliens. You can get you can get Dark Horse. Recently, did them all in trade paperbacks. I've got them. I think actually, I've, got I've seen them.
1: I've seen them floating around second hand. Actually, the uh, Superman I guess aliens. I, just, I did see that.
0: I just heard Superman Batman aliens was that bad that I assumed the others weren't. No, 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 no. That yeah, was that's no, bad taste. That yeah. was why I rushed down to Kings because I I had really good memories of the. Oh. And that was why I got so fucking excited because I thought that they weren't going to just skimp out on all quality. Because uh, yeah. good job, you know, a good job back in the day. Um, Superman Aliens actually was in continuity for a while. Um, <laughs> really? That's really? amazing. Wow. Yeah, because I mentioned Argo City, one of the character. You know, in Aliens, uh, the movie, the character of Newt. Yeah, yeah, a little girl. Yeah. Suman Aliens is a character that's basically modeled off her. And her name's Kara, and she says she comes from Argo City, I believe. Wow. Oh. I believe, Look, my memory is very hazy on that topic, but I do believe. That, but it's kind of left open to speculation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I guess. I guess what kind of Jeff Johns has done with sort of Doomsday Clock is everything's kind of canon now. So. Yeah, but isn't that always just like the fucking default, like? It's just, like, they've done that before, too. Well, yeah, they, but it's it's better than trying to narrow it down and stuff. Okay. Just say, like, hey, everything counts. Like, well, you know what? That works for me. I can just it, pick the stuff it, I like. It, it works for me. But, like, the fact that it takes, like, a Jeff Johns to do that, like, it's, like... that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Morrison said it. He goes, back in the day, they had all these alternate Earths, and really it made sense because, like, the Nazis had won the war in, like, Earth whatever... And yeah. the 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 Marvel family were on another earth like he said there was really no problem with it, but apparently DC thought it was too complicated. It's not really that more complicated is trying to cram everything in and you know make I it all. It, it was compli- it was complicated for new readers, but they hit a sweet spot with simplicity and around the like reboot, but then it quickly became complicated again. Yeah. So I I don't know, I think I think they should just stop worrying about continuity and just worry I, about stories. I don't think- because in 10 years time you know that whatever's in the stuff now in any of the marvel or dc is going to be rebooted basically yeah, yeah. The like stories time it's going to all be so evolved and they're going to have to fucking do all this again it's just the nature of the business mm. the stories that are remembered aren't ones about continuity like, exactly like and they make stories like dc rebirth and stuff that are specifically about continuity like that's the plot and it's like well that that's not going to stand the test of time, uh, you know. Stories like Watchmen, All Star, Dark Knight—they're the ones that people remember. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you felt like kind of you know me. Sometimes I'll say to you like, I want to read a classic Superman story. We did that. Remember that Silver Age one where he goes back to Krypton and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's just a good story. Like yeah. it doesn't need. I don't need a fucking chart telling me how it fits into like twenty. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like it's, I just read it. It's a good story. I put it back on the shelf at the end of the day. That's it. You should see the Superman flowchart I made of continuities, different versions of Superman. There's like squiggly lines at one point. Did Um, you really do that? Yeah, I did. It's not very complicated, but...
2: A murder board.
0: Yeah. It's just... Because I was was doing it for Ray because I was trying to explain (laughs) to Ray Ray. the different main continuity (laughs) Supermans, like pre-Crisis, Earth-1, Earth-2... Uh, Post-Crisis, New 52, Rebirth, which is Post-Crisis and New... And, uh, really, I, I had to make a flowchart. I, I hate to sound cynical, just, yeah, I hate to sound too cool, but really, Ray, you're, it's just like you're peddling different brands at him. That's all <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, I, I did it out of a humour thing as well, um, because I thought is. the whole thing was kind of stupid. It'd be like, like me, Ray, coming around to you. Okay, Ray, today we're going to do Judge Dread from the beginning to now. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Ray. This, this is going to take a few hours. That yeah. sounds pretty good, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd rather just give Ray the actual comics and just let Good him go and read them, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Ray well, I know, the- but
1: I, I guess Connor was doing air. me a service because yeah. it was so, it is so vast. So you you're just trying to sum it up, weren't you, Connor?
0: That's well, funny. it did helped, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: All yeah.
0: yeah. right, Right. Well, speaking of stuff, um, shall we fly to the future?
1: <laughs> I love your segue. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, up. 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 up.
3: Need a podcast talking about weird stuff? Well, then we've got just the thing for you. Into the Weird, a podcast chronicling the madness and magnificence of the mighty Marvel Bronze Age of comics, featuring the voice talents of Mr. Billy Delicious. Hola. Mr. Herman Hellstrom Lowe. Hey there. And straight from the Long Box of Darkness, His Infernal Majesty Dormammu. How you? And many more. But wait a minute, you might be thinking, aren't all comics infused with a grain of weirdness? I mean, Reed Richards can stretch every single part of his body, right? And why did Ultron design the vision with working genitalia? Well, you would be correct, but Into the Weird isn't just any regular comic book show, folks. We focus on the really bizarre. Here are a few examples. A sword and sorcery barbarian
0: grown spontaneously
3: from a jar of peanut butter. A duck running for President of the United States. Benjamin Franklin playing hide the sausage with Doctor Strange's girlfriend, Clea. A giant-sized man-thing lamenting the death of a clown.
0: A serial killer obsessed with killing only fools, dressed as cavalier with laser guns after witnessing a priest fornicating.
3: And so much more. So if you like the wonderful weirdness of the Bronze Age from 1970 to 1985, and characters such as Ghost Rider, Morbius, The Defenders, Man-Thing, Son of Satan, Skull the Slayer, Killraven, Howard the Duck, and the weird granddaddy of them all, Dr. Stephen Strange, then this is the show for you. ITWs on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Tunian. Hit subscribe and join us for a comic-filled jaunt into the weird. And we're here in
0: 1984, which is, I guess, the future. Um, There's no synopsis because this is like a uh, sort of... I guess it's an anthology, but they're all kind of linked, and we just didn't want to write a synopsis for every one. So as we naturally go through them, you'll get the gist of the plot anyway. Um, I do recommend that listeners did read this. Yes. Because I think it's wow. worth
2: reading.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I have no idea what we're talking about.
0: Uh, that, but yeah. I mean, sometimes people just listen. I know they do. It annoys yeah. me all the time when they tell me, like, I didn't read the issue, but I'm like, oh. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I recommend reading this because, um, you know, I, I think it's worth reading, even if you don't like it. Um mm-hmm. And a lot of people do like it, so uh, yeah. Anniversary issue four hundred Superman. I really love this cover. It's a, a very
1: old school cover. cover, isn't it? Yeah, Especially two dollars back, back eighty four. Two dollars. 2 dollars? Right? Can you believe it?
0: That would be back in the day, two bucks, sixty four pages or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I was
1: reading some comics. Uh, there were a buck a day, uh, back yeah. back in the
0: day as well. So two dollars. It's expensive. Exy. That, that was two dollars US. Yeah. Um, I know that 2000 AD in the late 80s was 95 cents. I purchased one issue. It went to a dollar twenty. The next issue, I couldn't fucking believe it. <laughs> that was a weekly title, and let me tell you, I wasn't a rich uh, high school student, and that was like, I was like, shit, like really? We had to go from 95 to a dollar twenty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Two bucks is a prestige. I think it's a prestige kind of price for the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's got prestige. the gold, the gold uh, lettering, and the gold. It's Oversize, yeah. Look at the cast. Look cast at cast all of those. thousands. Yeah.
0: Yeah, all those credits. So we got Terry Austin, Brian Bolland, Ray Bradbury, John Byrne, Howard Chaikin, Jack Davis, Steve Dicto, Will Eisner, Mike Grell, Klaus Janssen, Michael W. Kaluta, Jack Kirby, mm. Elliot Magan, Frank Miller, Mobius, <laughs> Joe Orlando, Wendy Penny, Jerry Robinson, Marshall Rogers, Bill Steinwick, Walter Simonson, Leonard Stark, Storanko, Al Williamson, and Bernie Wrightson. Mm. God, look, there is a lot of big hitting names there. Yeah, big, huge names. And, I mean, at the time, a lot of those guys sorry, were either...
1: So, sorry, Connie, Bill Sienkiewicz, right?
0: Bill Sienkiewicz. Oh, yeah, sorry. His, yep, sorry. Um, his name's obscured a bit on the front. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah like, the, where would the where was the effort that went into this? Where was that for Action 1000, where they just got, like, some <laughs> riders from the 90s? Um, oh, I know. mean, there was...
1: Yeah, true. I mean... <laughs> We're talking big hitters here as well. I mean, Action One Thousand had, you know, had some big names, didn't it? Like uh, f- <sighs> for Superman, like
0: what Dan Jurgens. Dan um, Jer- what Dan Jurgens it, is, it yeah, is Dan Jurgens. Of, I think you know what I mean. Like more like Dan really Jurgens modern, kind of, yeah, and Daddy the modern era. think. Bendis, Peters. Like ironically, the ironically the two best stories there were from Tom King and Scott Snyder, mm-hmm. who aren't really regular Superman writers. Yeah. yeah. Tom King does have aspirations to be one. Um he, he did that Walmart thing and is always going on about how he wants to run. Did books. you did you read that? Uh up in the sky? No. It's not bad.
1: Um, yeah, a, no, lot, a lot of
0: people say like a lot of people say Tom King and Bendis should swap. Bender so, does Batman. No, I do not want Bendis on fucking Batman, even though I know he probably craves it with all all of his bald little beans. But didn't didn't wasn't Batman Universe good though? It was okay. And Bendis it, did that. I reviewed every single issue and I can tell you that Bendis was at least trying, but it wasn't great. It had right, fantastic right. art by Nick Derrington. It was okay, but unfortunately well, unfortunately, it had plenty of that Bendis humor every now and then which yeah. just Okay, well, you know what? Batman's had a good run. Just take Benders. Take him. Get him away. <laughs> How yeah, much he's... do you want to take him, Benders? Well, I wish Benders would just go, you know what? I wish he would do the Morrison. I've given everything I can to, like, fucking, you know, DC and Marvel. I'm now going to focus on my own shit. i would be like, good, good, please do. And then he comes back and does Green Lantern, like, for 24 issues out of nowhere. But
2: unfortunately,
0: <laughs> he's like, his own shit is like Naomi. And you're like, I'll oh, put a gun to my head and pull the trigger, please. To pull out these, to pull out my three commonly used words. To be fair, um, <laughs> I was I was reading Bendis Superman today, and I was actually enjoying it. I was catching yeah, up f- on my floppies.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of super Superman fans that do enjoy the Bendis
0: run as well. Let's not forget. Well, it's so up and down is the problem. It's, like yeah. that Leviathan stuff.
2: Oh, just fucking! Oh, I didn't like
0: it. I, uh, I did yeah. it on Signal, and I don't care. Uh, Bendis has his fans, but. I think Bender's has just as many detractors, if not more. Yeah, I'm not playing politics here. Like I, I, I read um that Leviathan, and it was the most boring. that, that was that was terrible. I, I, agree. I think we did it on the show. We right. did. I, I try, and then I, I read through to the end just to see if it was worth reading. Oh, and what? it no. Um, Bender's can at times pull it off for sure, but the problem with Bender's, and I've said this so many times, is he basically is all written out. He doesn't really have any tricks left. It's his, his so-called humor is so formulaic. Like he's just run out. And unfortunately, Bendis is, very good at hitting deadlines and he gets the scripts out there, which mm. is great. He must, but I've been talking to Richard and Richard's been telling me that Superman is not selling. Superman is way down in the, in the sales charts.
2: And I'm well, sort of, what's new though, all,
0: right? Yeah. It went crazy. Um, but I will say, uh, cause Bendis has brought Connor Kent back, Superboy. Mm. Um, which I'm grateful for. And the current action comics arc is called House of Kent, and it's about uh Superman, John and Connor sort of doing stuff. And I actually really like the interaction between those three. So yeah. Um You know Bendis like I'm just enjoying of it. Guy now. Bendis, to me is five out of ten guy. He he does <laughs> basic stuff. He does just enough, but unfortunately yeah. for me, he's it's the humor that gets me more than anything. That 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 fucking like very stale, kind of, yeah, whippy, but it's all the same joke. And it's like, honestly, like, this is not funny. Well, I was really enjoying the main Superman title, and then Dr. Fate caught Bendis and started talking all weird. So I was like, oh, Dr. Fate, come on, man. Um, but anyway, let's get back to this mm-hmm. issue. Um, I so, well, I, I love the cover, I love the painted style, I love,
1: oh, like it's, the, a, it's, a it's
0: distinctive, yeah. I love like Jarell and Lara. I love Krypton exploding. You know, I even love the American flag. I love the headband that Jarell wears. Yeah, it's awesome. I almost yeah. imagine you wearing that headband, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I need one?
1: Hey, what me with the uh, with the hair
0: hairdo of what's her name Martha? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but what about the? Here's here's something I want to bring up. Okay, the, and this is something I really kind of think is why Superman, you know, there's a big thing of why Superman kind of fallen out of fashion. Look at that rocket ship. It's straight out of 1955, um, imagining of the future. And I think that is everything to do with, it's the kitsch appeal of Superman, but it's also what has held him.
1: Dave, I reckon you've actually, and and Connor as well, I mean, I reckon you've hit it on the head there for for me as as well. I think that's one of the things for me, and I can only speak of what detracts for me as well, is that, yeah, this
0: kitschness, um, yeah. uh, and she's very much a of Superman. You know? Sorry. That's very much a part of Superman. It, you know? it
1: is, but like, uh, I, I see so much more potential with, I mean, I, I go on about it, Connor, about, you know, the cosmic adventures of Superman and stuff. And, 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 and this is really good. This whole, uh, issue in, in the fact that Magan, he really does come in with a, a very a sci-fi kind of mind and, and stories and stuff, which is really great. Um, but I'd, I'd like to see the, the beauty of what I, I like about the Morrison run with the All-Star is that he has those ideas, but they're not just bound in in the kitsch look. You, you know, I'm yeah. looking for like a modern kind of look.
0: Um, well, I yeah. mean, p- people have done that. You know, it's just, yeah. the thing is, right, so like, that sh- let's take the ship. It got redesigned for New 52. It got redesigned for All-Star. It's been redesigned heaps. Mm-hmm. You know, the John Byrne is like the most famous modernization of Superman. Like, that that modernised Superman for the 80s. But the thing is, a lot of writers are just sort of sitting comfortably in, like, the Reeve movies and stuff. Yeah. So I just think, like, Superman isn't stuck in the past if you give him the right writer. But I just feel like, you know, the writers they're getting in are all kind of just... I I, I, I completely agree. I've read Superman, uh, like, for example, Emperor Joker. You yeah. you Emperor Joker, you didn't feel it was throwing back to like nineteen fifty. Yeah. Um whereas in this comic it is very much reflected in the lens of like a fifties and sixties yeah. sci- kind of exploration. Yeah. And I I'm, I'm thinking... Is, sorry. I mean to be fair, this is an anniversary issue though, celebrating yeah, his history.
1: I know. So. Uh, fair enough. But I, I'm just thinking just I'd love it if they just let it go. And, and just, can we well, like move compare on. this
0: to Compare this to Must There Be a Superman, which is the same writer. He wasn't he wasn't stuck in the past with Must There Be a Superman. He brought not only Superman but the comic genre into new territory with that issue.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You I, know? No, I mean, I, the writer is a good writer. Don't get me the wrong. The writer's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that my review of this whole issue is going to reflect on something. We use the word diversity a lot these days. Diversity in tone is what this issue is lacking. Um, and I think there's nothing wrong at all with doing a story about a future imagined through 1950s, 60s lens. That's fine. But it shouldn't have been the whole issue. You know, you'd need diversity in an anniversary issue um, to sort of move it along, to sort of give a feeling of like this is how it started, like their version of the 40s or whatever, and then 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And this doesn't. It, it really obviously they chose to do it this way, but that's just my critique that I think
2: mm. it's a little
0: too one-tone.
1: And, um, um, I wonder how much of a push that was from Megan as well, because um, if you can imagine it stripped away like, and just purely the written sense of it, um, it it's not bound by having this kind of um, retro look. You, you know, the, the ideas are actually quite fresh. It's just I'm wondering if Megan thought, okay, well, you know, to the artists, let's go this angle, or whether it was editorial or not, or, uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah. I will point out, actually, something. Uh, let's go back to 2013, right, Man of Steel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Ray, you've seen that movie. Yes. Um, and, like, when we talk about modernising Superman, that movie went all the way. Yeah, it yeah. It didn't have, but look how people reacted to it. Can you know? I say something? Can I say something? See, I – before that movie, okay, um, I had said for for years, like like at least five to ten years before that movie, I think there was real potential to do Superman as an all-action movie with fighting through the entire film almost and still have lots of cameos from other characters and stuff like that. And I found Man of Steel incredibly boring for much of it, but (laughs) – but I enjoyed the end battle because that was kind of what I thought they could do, and they did do it. I mm. I had problems with the movie just as a piece – as a movie. I didn't find it entertaining. But the battle – like, when when everyone was, like, fucking crying and saying, like, he broke Son's neck, I'm like, really? Like, that was the thing you're focusing on? What about the incredibly dull build buildup? Um, I don't know. It just I, – I, I think there is I, – I, I thought the – bits of that movie like the start at krypton was pretty awesome you mm-hmm. know yeah yeah um, i mean yeah i, I on think my con- tombstone, it's Sorry. gonna read he loves man of steel um, <laughs> yeah you know, i, I, I think, think i think fun.
1: on a i think i think anyway there'll always be people up in arms one way or the other you, you know so saying that people didn't like the way that man of steel portrayed superman cuz he modernized it there'll always be flack. the same reason why i reckon if they did the other route and they did a very kind of as as Dave said a very kitsch version. I think people would be, be arguing flat. the fact by going, yeah. "Geez, why is he still stuck there? Why isn't he kind of up to today's standards?" You, you know what I mean? I think so. They'll the, always the, do
0: both, and that's a big. Uh, I don't, it's not a problem with the character, but I guess the character has such passionate fans that they're kind of impossible to please. Mm. Um, like not not me. Like I, I love a lot of super bad stuff, but there are some. I don't know. For some reason, this particular character, whatever you do, I feel like it's going to be controversial, and I just don't quite understand why they've done He's so big. He's he's he's, he's so big in the fans, so yeah, big. yeah. Have they've done in different, you know, but they've done different live action takes with Batman, you know. Yeah, and and uh, yes, they have, and some have been very unpopular. Like for example, here's a funny story. I was talking to a guy today, a client, and. We were just chatting and he brought up I I, I mentioned Batman had COVID because uh, Robert Patterson just got tested. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were laughing, so we were laughing about it. And and, <laughs> and, and oh yeah. I mean, wow. <laughs> oh, of course we we're laughing about it. No, like fuck it. Uh, I, yeah, I exactly. I'm sure he'll survive it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he'll survive it. Like, yeah, the guy's worth millions and got the best medical care in the world. Like, I'm not exactly crying about that, but mm. we were just laughing, saying, Can you believe Batman got COVID? And then he said, "How do you think you'll be as Batman?" I said, uh, "You know, I'm hopeful. Like, frankly, he's, he's an actor. Like, he 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 can punch a line. He's he's got a look. It could work." And he goes, "And this is an older guy." He goes, "But he'll never beat Adam West." And I and I said, "Isn't that <laughs> like?" And of course, I said, "Well, I, of course, I said. I mean, it's a client." I said, "Oh, Adam West, the, the bright knight. You can't beat him." Um, what I'm saying is, there's an old guy. Who loves Batman, but he loves a certain version of Batman that was big in the '60s, and yep. you know it's been, yeah. it's the same sort of thing. Like, if you threw Batfleck at him, he might be like, "What the hell's going on?" You know. Right. Um. It's just Batman has his own, definitely ha- like George Clooney Batman. I hate that Batman. You know. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, I don't. Like yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is Batman has had moments where his different versions have attracted critics and stuff, but. I think Superman, to me, I I honestly think the biggest thing is his look really is pretty pretty stable, and his characterization is pretty stable, but the world has changed so much, and the sci-fi element has changed so much. So, like, Man of Steel is a good example. I love the ships and the spaceships. Mm. You know, like, Zack Snyder has a real visual flair. Yeah. Say what is, you want about his narrative storytelling, but his visual flair is pretty fucking on point. And it's interesting. I think, honestly, that movie could have been a lot more exciting and still had the same kind of visual flair. That, um, yeah. I, I, what I'm trying to say is I, I, think there were, I, I think that even a movie like that that I don't particularly like, I think some of the stuff that he did was actually really pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 will, I would have said to you, what did you think of the Krypton stuff in Man of Steel? Like at the beginning with Russell Crowe and all that. I loved it. Yeah, me too. I thought it was fucking um, awesome, you know? It was like, great. And I, lo- I love how they made jor a kind of science man of action, you yeah. know? Yeah. Which, which is kind of like an old-fashioned yes. notion, right? The meaty science guy, like the Doc Savage yes. type of character. Yeah. Um,
1: I guess because he, he's got such a classic look and... He's got such a history to him, Superman as well. It's, it's why people do gravitate towards this. I thought you meant Russell No, no. <laughs> uh, well, him too as well. But um, yeah, I think because Superman, yeah, he he's got that classic look. You know, it's very it is old school. I mean, you look at other superhero it's costumes, truth, um, justice, in American way, and yeah. like he's
0: really so, carrying a flag.
1: You it know? lives and breathes old school. So a lot of people <laughs> do like that. But but like, I feel I feel like the stuff yeah. like the yeah, little things like uh even and although you did say you liked it, Dave as well, like Jorel's mm-hmm. kind of look and all a very old fashioned I think yes. and, and it's up it 's needing an update um i'd be one for it, but I know that fans other fans won't
0: yeah but him. this wasn't written today. we are looking at a comic that 's like forty years old um, <laughs> pre crisis yeah. pre that's that's and that's what makes this so fascinating, just like the Batman four hundred is fascinating it 's a snapshot at a time. Just before like crisis, yeah, and, mm, and just, okay. it's a, it's a, it's at a really interesting point, I think, to look at some of this early '80s material from DC. Um, some of it holds up, some of it doesn't, but it's interesting nonetheless. Yeah, because this is this is two years before Superman was completely modernized. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like covers on the way, Connor. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I got mine pre-ordered too. Can't wait, man! Can't um, wait. Dig into that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, because like everything, everything you talk about stuff like that was it was pretty much done away with in the John Byrne yes. reboot. Yes. Um. And again, like in Snyder's Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, you know, the world was changed and everything. In fact, like the one thing that wasn't changed was the character of Superman and his values. Mm. You know, which is I, like the way to I do it. That That's works. the way to modernize him. See, I, and no, gee, I, I see. I think. I think, honestly, you you change the world around him, but you keep him pretty pure. And That's I think exactly, you'll do it. I th- see. I've heard John Santrus talk about this on Web Balloon. Having him as kind of like Sir Galahad in a corrupt world totally works. Yeah, I mean they they He's... did that in Batman v Superman. They did, like... it and but you know me, I actually like it. I think the Oscars I did too. Are pretty, yeah. yeah. Ultimate cuts great. I mean,
1: yeah, in a sense it's similar to to say like the last of Captain America. And and it was a lot it's a lot more of a you know, like a direct translation as well. He was frozen, so he's kind of a man out of his time. Definitely. So it's exactly kind of the same the, what what makes Superman work. Sorry. The,
0: the great line from the Avengers when is Agent Coulson says right now we need a little bit more old-fashioned or something. Mm, yeah, yeah. That applied to Superman as well. Exactly. See, I yep. I I really think visually Snyder was onto something. He he updated the sci-fi aspects, but the actual character I would keep pretty similar to almost like that Christopher Reeve kind of like White Knight. I think it that works. You making a Superman darker unless it's like a, you know, an elseworlds. I actually think that doesn't work. I don't really think Superman I don't want Superman going around uh, lobotomizing people and snapping heads, like, on a regular basis. No, no, I mean, definitely man. not. But, like, that that's what, that Superman. He wasn't darker, though. It was just the world around him that mm. was darker. Like, I mean, well, they, they summed did, it up. He was grim, you know. There was uh, that people, gr- people thought he was darker, but they missed the point. Like, there was literally a part in the movie where it pretty much states to you, Superman is just a guy trying to do the right thing. And everyone else is projecting these labels onto him, like Savior or Alien Menace. Mm. Which is exactly what the audience kind of did. And... The audience like I don't know it was just well, it's a hilarious story. I I think that like I I will say this on the record on this this Superman podcast. I think the whole controversy about him snapping the neck was massively overblown. The storyline yes. of Mark Wade storming out of the cinema is the story <laughs> of a child. It's a story of a child. You I know, lost I think... a lot of respect for Mark Wade when I heard about that. I've lost yeah, a lot of I respect mean... for Wade's decisions in the last ten years as he pants that, that as, as, as well. More, I mean you, you know. You've...
1: I think you, I still think you've got to separate the the comic books from the the portrayals on film as well. Sure. I mean, like Batman as well, didn't he? Batman Returns, he starts killing those henchmen of the Penguins. I you you know, we, but no one really, you know, no one really cares. I, you you I didn't know, care. they bring but it.
0: fire on them, doesn't he? With the Batmobile in like yeah, ADA, he lights oh. them on fire
1: exactly. And and so I mean, people look back yeah. at it now and go, ooh, this is not him, um, but. When he watches, Batman.
0: that was golden age Batman, though he killed people. Um, but also, Batman, I'm like Batman wow. is like will flat out. I'm a huge Batman fan. Like he will flat out cripple you, brain damage you, like drop you off a fucking roof. Yeah. He'll do everything but like twist your neck and snap it. Like yeah. So, but I mean, when they yeah. oh, oh it won't kill. It's like, but you'll do just about everything
2: else. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, I guess my point is that 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 the movie versions of the characters. Are not meant to be the direct replication of, of the comic book, but, but, you know. So people always argue, like, oh, why aren't they more like that? They're not. They're an, They're a version of it. And I always see it yeah. as like an alternate universe. Of the but, Connor, I have a question for you and
0: Ray. Yeah. In that fucking neck snap, okay? I honestly feel, I really do feel that at that moment he didn't have a choice. You yeah, know, right, like, yeah, exactly. Didn't... That's what I. That's what I I'd take I, it as well. If Superman, like in John Byrne, when he, I, I was listening today to Word Balloon, and they had Elliot Magan, um, Juergens, uh, Kupenberg, and a couple of other people on a panel, okay, recently from from that mainframe Comic Con, in the John Byrne one where he kills the Kryptonians in the pocket universe, he yeah. out the judge, jury, and executioner there. Yeah, he executes them. Yes, it's much, much quote unquote worse than what he did yeah. in the movie. Way mm. worse. Like, if you go back, if if you if you fucking take a break from the herd fucking mind and actually watch the scene, he didn't really have that much of a choice no. in the movie. It was kind of that moment where it's like, exactly. well, if I don't do this, it's gonna get a lot fucking worse. He no, can't
1: outspeed Zod. Zod's just as fast and strong as him. He's about
0: to emulate this family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so- I just I just want to bring that up to sort of put my point on the record that I think was kind of like in the mainstream narrative about how Man of Steel was so dark and Superman was so violent, it's like, slow down a little bit, you know, remember who he was fighting and the, the stakes at the actual oh, yeah. time. If, if he'd actually gone in a pocket universe and chained fucking Zod up to an electric machine and, like, zapped him and killed him, I'd be like, okay, yeah, Superman's now being judged during an executioner. Whereas that was kind of more the act of a soldier in the middle of a battle in a fucking yeah. war. Split-second you know? yeah. decision. Yeah. When people come back from, like, World War Two, we weren't saying, oh, my God, you're a murderer. You know, because they were fighting for their lives against enemies and stuff on yeah. on all sides. You know what I mean? It was it was war. Yeah, yeah everyone uh, calls him man of murder for killing Zod. But it's like Zod was, yeah. like, an invader. Like, you know, he was – th- that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. There's been well, there's been Superman comics that have been darker than Man of Steel. I think most of the complaints come from people who just they seem to have a very select perception of Superman. Yeah. And like, um, hey, I like the classic. Like I said, the start of this podcast, I I grew up as a little kid watching the Superman cartoon, which was not dark.
2: You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: yeah. And it had super, and I still respond to that image of the character. But you put that guy into the middle of a massive battle. He's Superman. He's going to do mm-hmm. the right thing to try to save the world of Metropolis. That's his nature. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just – I just think that that's – we're sort of diving into, like, Superman in 2020. I think he can still totally be relevant and you can update the world around him pretty fucking intensely and you can still keep the same guy beneath the symbol, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, I'll, I will say, again, they did that. In Bambi, Savannah, they also did it in Grant Morrison's Action Comics. Like, it's easy to do, mm. but people just are uh, hung up about it for some reason. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, also, yeah, I guess one of the arguments is that they shouldn't have put Superman in that position where he has to kill someone.
1: Uh, well, but I'm sort of like, uh, that's called that. not.
0: I mean, like, <laughs> right. I, I write. I've got three novels out, the De Morn series, and. You put your characters in positions of peril in in these action stories. That's mm. what happens. Yeah. you know. Like, oh, absolutely! I like that don't that avoid argument. it. You don't Ooh. avoid it. Just I to... hate that argument that's very prevalent in modern discourse, where they're like, "Oh my god, you can't have the bad guys being bad guys." It's like they're bad guys. You characters, know, characters. <laughs> characters need to struggle, suffer, and have arcs, especially Superman. Yeah, definitely. Um, if it's just him, just if it's just him t- getting kittens out of trees. And and stopping bank robbers, it, that's a pretty boring movie. You know you what need I mean. To have arcs for your characters. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely.
1: Oh. Absolutely, Connor, you should know this more than anyone with the uh, with the Iron Fist portrayals on uh, on TV. And and I was just thinking about your interview with Raven Metzner and how he yeah. wanted to put um, Danny Rand through the ringer, and people yeah. were up in arms about you know this is not Iron Fist. Blah blah blah. He was he was wanting. To, to... Like, why? Of course you exactly. want to. You have to
0: character through the ringer. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, my God, look at. We've mentioned Deadpool's Joe Kelly run. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> through the ringer. But that's what makes it an entertaining comic. Yeah. You know, like if if Superman, if the if the comic you were reading was Superman going up to the President of the United States and snapping his neck and flying off, <laughs> you you would know. You would have a cause to say the writer doesn't get the character. Okay, yeah. but that isn't the scenario when you've just got Superman battling like massive aliens and having huge fights. And, See, having and that
1: fight as well, Dave. You're talking about that fight, which was unprecedented, showing all that kind of devastation and destruction that, that those two beings. Yeah, no, I it, are very. I think
2: it's cool, and I think yeah. the scene
0: in Batman Superman, which recaps the fight, which has Bruce Wayne when yes. Batman like yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking love that scene. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just to me, that is showing. That's Batman. It, it like, puts you it, on ground level,
1: like the the amount I, of devastation.
0: I, I, yeah, that's why I don't really care when people tell me, you know, how I should feel and think about things because I love that scene and I love that whole action sequence in Man of Steel. I think it's yeah. actually really good. Yeah, I mean that that's I you know, obviously I'm a massive Superman fan. I've loved him like all my life, and you know when people say like, oh, you know. Man of Steel isn't a real Superman movie or, you know, Superman fans don't like Man of Steel Batman Superman. Like, who the fuck are you to tell me yeah. if I'm a Superman fan or not? Or if I know the character of Superman or not? Yeah. You know, I love Superman and I enjoy these movies. If you didn't like them, that's fine. But...
2: They can't tell you what you know. to think.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, or you shouldn't listen to them if they try, you know. Oh, yeah. God, God it was a nightmare when those movies came out in Superman fandoms. Just <laughs> um, hey, let, Let's get back to the issue, though. Yeah, we're, um,
1: we're lingering on the cover here. So, listeners, we've just the cover. covered the cover. So,
0: let, but, uh, let's, we'll, break into, let's break into the first sequence, which has got the really cool thing of the decades, and Superman's kind of, what does he do, Connors? Oh, But yeah. before that, we do have um, the introduction by Ray Bradbury, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool, but it's also hilarious because Ray Bradbury goes out of his way in the Superman forward to say he wasn't a really big Superman fan. Yeah, that was kind of funny. That was um, kind of like thanks, Ray. Like I don't know <laughs> if he's we the right guy to do the. Well, he said he liked Superman.
2: Yeah,
0: um, yeah, but he goes, but I like everything else a lot more. And He goes, <laughs> but Superman was okay. <laughs> he, he said he loves he loves Kong, John Carter, Flash Gordon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought, I thought he had tricks. interesting things to say about it. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, uh, okay. it was fine. I, I'm just picking it at his, like... Uh... Yeah, it, it wasn't the typical... Um... Well, they're normally they're always like, I read this comic, get it changed oh, yeah. my life, yeah. and oh my God. So, you know, like, they do that, like, Hollywood kind of like... The Kevin Smith intro. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh my God, when I read Creeper for the first time, I reevaluated everything I ever did. <laughs> Like no matter what character it is, he'll like, you know I was yeah. like sobbing when I watched Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> um but what Superman's doing here well I I I really like this intro. He's um doing his uh, could people yeah, if people want to talk about Grim Superman, uh go to the Bronze Age, because Superman is you know he's always really hung up on uh stuff. Stranger in a strange land during that period. Yeah. Um so here he's mourning like, he's making his uh, annual – uh, yeah, he sets aside each year on this day as a personal memorial to spend in solitary contemplation, flying at unutterable speed through the vast galaxy among whose worlds Krypton once numbered itself, knowing that it falls to him to keep in mind the land, the seas, the culture, and language, the love and values yeah. that once made Krypton live forever. That's cool. And so, like – In a you know, fetal position as well, no no less. Yes. It's an odd, it's an odd position, frankly. But yeah, I agree. I yeah, agree. Superman doesn't smile all the time, <laughs> as you can see here. Um, yeah, I like, I like how he has this yearly remembrance, and he also has that big TV screen in the fortress that just shows Krypton blowing up over and over, so he can remember. Um, <laughs> like, man, you're just torturing yourself, like yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just thinking of Frank like Castle. Just... Take, take a day off, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take a mental health day. But I I always liked it about that, like because you know, it it has to be a burden being the last of your civilization. Mm. Well, it has he's to not the last off.
1: though, right? Isn't there Supergirl? I mean, right?
0: but for all intents and purposes, is no. the last. You know, yeah. um, I I think, like, I think it's I think it's a really cool concept, frankly. You know, yeah. Mm. Um, but I really like the artwork. I think the artwork's. Uh, who... oh, a lot of the it's artwork all is really artists. good. Yeah, the artwork
1: is really good. Yeah, this artwork. is Joe
0: Orlando. It's Joe Orlando is really cool. I love the artwork in this, and then when you turn the page over, and you've got all the figures from history and Superman flying. I, I actually think it's really cool. Well, I, La- I think Al-
1: it's... Sorry, sorry, Dave. Orlando did um, some Daredevil as well, that, didn't he,
0: Connor? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I believe so. I really like uh, Is Joan of Arc. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, I like his, um, his Shakespeare um, and his. I don't know it's all pretty cool. I, I <laughs> yeah, think it's pretty cool. Like there's yeah,
1: Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King's. So, yeah.
0: yeah, we got Martin Luther King, Einstein. Um, wait, no, that's not Einstein. Yeah, that's
1: Einstein. Yeah,
0: is it? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the violence threw me. Uh, Moses. Yeah, just Moses throwing him in the uh, Freedom Shakespeare from Egyptian bondage and laid the foundations for the laws of civilization. That's a very sort of like pro Moses, like uh... yeah. I I've I'm at the end of Numbers, and let me tell you, there's there was some stuff happening there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Shakespeare, Joan of Arc, and Abraham Lincoln, and then we cut to Superman. It's the, the framing is kind of like this teacher is teaching her class about Superman. Yeah. And,
1: um, Isn't it a guy?
0: Anyway. Oh, is yeah. it? It's a male teacher. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, excuse me. You're right, though. Actually, I thought it was kind of funny how um, they started bringing up that he might have a secret identity, and he's like, well, why would he have that? Yeah. You know, I think it's really cool. I, I think that that opening s- sequence is, is is excellent, actually. It is good. And as you said, Dave, you were – I remember your main complaint of this was lack of Superman himself. Oh, Uh, but God, yeah. This is – yeah, my whole complaint with the whole issue is that, like, after this really cool start, Superman just takes a fucking backseat, and it's very annoying to me. But – Is that – Oh, yeah. Is the teacher supposed to be Joel Lando?
1: I reckon there's a lot of in-house references here. Yeah, the kids look very
0: particular as well. I really feel that... Are you talking about the, the next page, the living legends of Superman? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's got to be someone from DC. I don't know yeah. who. It almost looks like Paul Dini with his beard shaved off. <laughs> uh-huh. Paul um, Dini's not that old, though, is he? Oh, no, know, I, I, know, I know. I know it's not Paul Dini. I'm just saying. Oh. But I, I I think that that has got to be someone, you know, maybe Julie Schwartz or someone. I don't know. But yeah. I yeah. think that, that, that I would almost... I'd put cash on the fact that that's meant to be like a Superman creator of note, you know, Superman editor, draw or something. Yeah. I think I think it might be Joe Orlando, but okay. it's hard to tell because I did Google Joe Orlando, but it's hard to. Um, but you know that that's the opening, the living legends of Superman. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and pretty we much get our.
1: Sorry, yeah, pretty much sets the premise for the whole the whole book.
0: Um, yeah, about we get Superman these three as paragraphs. legends. Yeah. Yeah, like how do people look at Superman? How we see him in the future as historians and scholars evaluate this figure who dominates the 20th century. He is no longer with us. Who will we think he was? Come to the future and find out and explore the living legend of Superman. So that's mm-hmm. the whole book, um, which I find fine. I know you guys won't on the concept, but I really love the concept. My problem is some of the stories are kind of duds. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but, I mean it's the execution, of course. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean I've got no problems so far, and then I, 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 do, yeah. yeah the uh, Brian Boland um is mm, just beautiful really yeah yeah I, i've got no, I, I, sorry i, I mean,
1: sorry, I've, go I've, I've got no problems with the i think the concept is very strong um yeah uh just yeah some of the stories yeah a bit bit lackluster that's it and uh yeah. yeah anyway we'll get into it
0: but um yeah Brian Boland i know from judge dread and killing jokes i've never really seen him draw superman but i love this superman i love
1: a lot of these pinups i think these pinups are mm. great uh the Bolin one is good yeah
0: yeah i like, love like, like the 400 see poster of that in the fucking signal uh office here on the <laughs> do you imagine it right <laughs> yeah I can, I can see
1: it yeah he looks yeah. like a meaner i mean the superman oh, he's got a bit of he's got a bit of zing to him that's all he's that's got the
0: fucking on him yeah <laughs> like, oh yeah super he's, abs he's ripped yeah, no, he does. Uh, he really looks Ray like he's like. Oh, now it's time for business. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then we get the Jack, Jack Kirby, Kirby one,
2: which I is obviously
0: the Jack Kirby, very one. Jack Kirby. Yeah, so, I mean it's classic Jack Kirby, yeah, and that's brilliant. And you, you can't deny a, a master of his craft well, getting and Terry Austin apparently. Yeah, yeah, Terry Austin as well. I yeah. like the space shuttle because the space shuttle. I mean I grew up in the 80s and Ray you're about the same age as me you're yeah. a bit younger but like the space shuttle was a big thing back then wasn't it Yeah
1: and and the like fact the... that it's got space shuttle on there as well <laughs> just you know
0: Yeah just in case we didn't know Exactly um... <laughs> yeah
1: No, but it's got v- it's very kirby um the inking in particular uh the cosmos
0: um... Oh the cosmos is beautiful Yeah like yeah. it's it's not it's not a standard looking superman No you know uh, but it's it's I, I love it. I really love this pin-up. I love the preview suit-up. And I like to think the Fantastic Four are in that shuttle. Yeah. Um, For you, uh, Connor, have you read the um, Jack Kirby Fourth World stuff? No. Or, or do you want Because I've read, I've read some of the Jimmy Olsen stuff. Um, I mean, because it, ironically, it all began as a Superman, didn't it? A Superman spin-off kind of the whole Fourth World thing. Yeah, Darkseid's first appearances in Jimmy Olsen, and a bunch of elements got introduced through that book. Yeah, interesting. No, I just want to check in because I very much kind of I, I'm slowly collecting some of those big trade paperbacks they, they put out. Um and I, I it's more from a curiosity standpoint than me thinking it's really for me, but I just kind of want it for the shelf, you know? Well you guys were talking about it. The thing that's daunting to me is there's just so much of it. Like that omnibus is obscene. Yeah, but if you look, they actually, as well as the Omnibus, they put out – he put out like a Mr. Miracle and New Gods. They put out actual like sort of like phone book-sized like individual trades, Damn. which only over the last year or two. And so if you get those, you can kind of – I think you'll get it probably enough. The The Omnibus is just fucking crazy. Like it's unreadably big. Have you seen it, Ray? Um. No, I haven't. No, it's ridiculously big, Ray. Like it's, it's huge. huge. It's the biggest omnibus I've ever seen. Wow! It's, the biggest, I, it's bigger than the Invisible Omnibus, which I took to Grant yeah, Morrison. That's,
2: yeah, that's
0: heavy fever. I took to Grant Morrison. I was almost like I was feverish and it, like <laughs> I, was, <laughs> and I couldn't think of anything to say. And all I said was, "I said, man, thank you for all the stories, dude." I was like <laughs> I was like just I went and I went just so many stories, and he, and he said something like, "I just like to put the code out there and let you guys work it out or something." And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's, I don't, cool. "That's pretty cool, man." Yeah. Yeah. since that i was really ill and feverish at the time <laughs> <laughs> um so we have the next we have the first story which uh art by al williamson i do like the art Very I think the nice art's great, art. actually yeah very good very old school um i love that, I love that domed city mm, yep yeah i love the artwork i don't really like the story
1: oh really oh, I, I, I mean cry. the story's pretty tropey for me it's actually it's quite it's quite cliched, but um, I thought for this instance in in where in an issue talking about the legend of Superman, it, it's very apt for it. It's about a couple of hustlers, basically. Yeah. Um, well, but that, that's I was just like,
0: tonic. I was just like, that's it. They were just like selling tonic, like that's the yeah. payoff. I mean, I was yeah. I don't know, I was underwhelmed. Yeah, it, I I I'm gonna be. I agree with Ray here. I think that this is yes, it's a very slight story, yeah. and I. Yeah, it's absolutely. probably if I was if I was the editor, I like to position myself as the editor. If I was the editor of the Superman anniversary issue, this would not have made the cut. Hmm. But that said, they chose to put it in, and it's a very slight story. But I think it's good art. It it works. I think it's better than quite a few of the other stories in this collection. Yeah. And that final image, though, I, I was obsessed as a kid with like um cities on Mars and stuff. That okay. final image. With the craters and the dome city. I fucking love that image. Yeah. Well, the art saves it. Beautiful yeah, that's good. art for me. It's a very slight
1: story, though. It, it is a slight story, but the fact is that it, it's a very subtle way of... Um, it's all about hearsay, you know, about, about Superman. So it's starting to generate yeah. this word of mouth, you know, um, yeah. this legend. It's a, it's a real direct kind of interpretation of, of a legend, of people just talking about this guy and, and you, well, in this instance, using him to kind of make money um uh because yeah, it well, was, it's
0: like, yeah. if you look back at how we mythologize say the legend of Troy yeah you know yep. like and we and some people will tell you that it's fucking historical like the version of the movie that got, got done you know what i mean like mm. we mythologize the past and you, that becomes in essence, kind of like history.
2: Yeah.
0: And in a way, if we want to be a bit deep about it, this is actually a narrative on the nature of legends and of storytelling. Yeah. and You know, yeah, every, absolutely. everything, you know, history is kind of a lie kind of thing in a way because it's told through narrators, you know, and this guy, I, I kind of like that it's a scam and the kids in on it and stuff. I think that's actually kind of, you know. I mean, I love the I love the whole concept of legends thing and stuff. You know, especially like it fits the bill of Superman quite nicely because he's been around so long. But um, I don't know. I just I wish there was a bit more to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, there is one scene though that I think you would like, Connor. Do you like the scene with the old Superman with the with the beard? Because I yeah. reckon that you know, I do really... like Santa Superman. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah I, I was pretty cool with that. Yeah. I'm very drawn to action dynamic stuff in Superman, and and to me that would have been a really cool story to have like a future Superman kind of as the as that figure. Like, I'm talking about the, when he's out there in space. Um, Delivering and... presents. <laughs> yeah, yes. but, like, I would have liked to have had that Superman, like, battling people out mm. of the space, asteroid field or something. I, I just thought it was a cool visual. You know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is good visual. There is, um, there is a Magan story called The Ghost of Superman Future or something, and it has a uh, Superman kind of looks like this standing outside the fortress. I haven't read it. Cool. Oh. But it looks interesting. Um
3: yeah. So, I mean,
0: I, I like this era of Superman. You know me, just yeah. in, in essence, we, we've been—I've been reading the Denny O'Neill, and I know, I know Megan came on after the relatively short O'Neill run. Denny O'Neill didn't like writing Superman, but I find the era quite fascinating. Yeah, and this is at the tail end of that era because this is just before. Um, yeah, or so Megan had been writing it for like a good. Close to a decade, I think. I mean, yeah, 70s to mid-80s Superman, just for the reboot, is my favourite era overall, I think, because this is where you get all the really nice sort of cosmic stuff where they explore a lot of new concepts as well. Mm. Um, The art is just my jam. Kurt Swan, Neil Adams, all that sort of stuff. Um, And then we get a pin-up by John Byrne, funnily enough. Old Johnny Byrne. Yeah, uh, this Superman's a bit slimmer than what happens... In his Man of Steel, but you can definitely see it there. Yeah, yeah. Classic Superman to me. I, I mean, I've got no problems with it. It's... Yeah. Oh it was... yeah, no, I like it.
1: Yeah, I like it. it. It didn't really stand out for me, but um, yeah, it was, it was a good, it was good.
0: Part. I think I guess for me it was just interesting to see John Byrne draw Superman before yes. his reboot. Yes.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Byrne was a big name in '84, like I mean, X Men and all sorts of mm. stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was really big. Yeah. Heavy hitter. Then we get the I, – I really like this one, actually, the comic called Jack Davis, uh, you know, Superman getting changed in the phone booth. Yeah, I think you need this because this is kind of like – Superman's been around for so long, you need that kind of, like, comic take. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah. I well, this is the first one. It's really starting to break up Um, this issue now with trying to expand it beyond just the Superman that we know, and it's it's now showing different styles, I think. Yes.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was just some nice humor. I'm always down for a good old fashioned Superman joke. Uh, then we get uh, Frank Miller artwork, very uh, like uh, Dark Knight Returns style, but this is before the Dark Knight Returns, where you know with his new newscasts. It is, yeah, but it's it's very the talking heads, and I'm a huge Frank Miller fan in general, but I thought this was a mess, frankly, mm-hmm. a is real it? mess, a, a mess. In story, but like, it's not very interesting. Like again, I, there's no way I would have put this in an anniversary collection. I think this is actually a really poor. I mean, Frank Miller does his Frank Miller thing, but it's just not very good, and the story's not good either. Did he write the story? No, no, this is Megan who did the story.
1: Okay, uh-huh.
0: he wrote. Megan wrote all of it except for the last one, which is Storanko. I don't wow. know. I like this story. Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't put it in an anniversary issue either, but. I like the twist that, like, the identity of Superman has always been a mystery, and then the way they find it out is by seeing the George Reeves show from, like, Apparel Universe. Yeah. I, I really like that sort of...
1: Yeah, I, I like the inclusion of George Reeves as well, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, for me it was, uh, I'm not too big a fan of the art. Um, Frank Miller can be hot and cold for me with his art. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. There was a little bit of humour. I found the humour here and there quite funny. Um, but yeah, it didn't really raise it above a chuckle or anything like that. Um, yeah.
0: But well, for some reason, this is the story from this issue that was reprinted in the 75 Years Collection. Wow, you Really? No, I'm <laughs> not. Out of, of, not, all... Out of wow. all the stories in this issue, this it's is, is the one name. that got reprinted. It's because of the name. It would, yeah, it would just be because of Frank Miller. Yeah. Yes, that's a good point, actually. Because uh, I think we all agree on what the best story in this issue is, yeah. from what I understand. Yeah, um, yeah I'd say. And um, I, I would definitely yeah. reprint that. Um, I, I, I think the best is either the last or the first. I I, I, I'm talking about the last. I'd definitely you know. say
1: the last for me, yeah. But uh, yeah. we'll get to it as well. I reckon it could, that that is a thing in itself, really. But, um, yeah.
0: I mean, I thought this one had some nice references. Like, I thought it was kind of funny that they thought Morgan Edge was... Yes. Yeah, Morgan
1: Edge. Yeah, I actually re- recognize that reference, so that was good. <laughs>
0: but well, Morgan <laughs> Edge is a real factor in the Bronze Age, isn't he, Connor? Oh yeah, he's yeah. huge because yeah. he he buys out at the start of Danny O'Neill's, run, he buys out the Daily Planet. Is he still around? Uh, like... he comes uh, not right now, I think, but he's brought back now and then.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. He, he always he always makes it like to Smallville and stuff, love action adaptations. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, then we get uh, pin up by Leonard Starr, which is a nice sort of
1: yes with Annie. That's so cool. Oh, um, all
2: right. yeah,
1: all okay. for Annie. Yeah, Orphan okay. Annie. Yeah, uh, I remember just from a, being a wee tacker as well. Those those cartoons with with Annie, just just the the circle eyes. Um, yeah. So it's funny. It's fun to see Superman in that kind of style as well. I, I... think
0: they should have. Done these? I, sh- I think they should have had artists come in like this for pinups for Action One Thousand. But instead, yeah, make more money. They just did that invariance. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: but, no in exactly.
1: are very good as well. But yeah, yes,
0: they it, were. But there was a million 20, 20 of them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
2: Yeah,
0: it's like we can't give them free art from all these artists. We got to make them covers. Yeah, uh, exactly. Oh, th- this is a really good one. This oh, is Walt.
1: Yeah, Walt Simonson. Uh, yeah. I really enjoy this as
0: well. To me, this is this is. What, that's actually what I think of as Superman. That kind of, yeah. You know, this the shield. The people are like holding it up. If you look, you've got, mm. you've got Jimmy Pizlik there. You've got Lois. You've got Jimmy, and you've got this beautiful Superman with space behind him. Yes, you've, you've, it's, they see the Fortress of Solitude there. The, you know, it's all, it's fucking and cool. the big the big arrow key pointing to the fortress. Yeah, <laughs> and no, I just... a question for you, Connor. Um, you know that arrow key that's on the that's pointing. Yeah. Right? Um. I remember from reading World's Finest that Superman kind of he kind of hid the key just by the door or something and covered it with snow or something like uh, and... I can't I can't remember. Did you read that story though where Batman and Superman are pranking each other in the Fortress but then they end up nearly killing each other and they're like oh no. <laughs> it was it was in the 50s it's really funny cuz they're both it, just idiots. I've but... got two two collections of World's Finest and honestly they're pretty damn entertaining. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> good fun. Like, if I, I often say, if I was a kid in the 50s, I would have just been gobbling up all that world's finest shit. Like, oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I just, I love how they find out each other's identities in their first meetup because they both get changed in the same room. Yes, exactly. Um, that's it. That's in. Like that's in the collection. collection, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I love, I love how the bottom is like daylight on Earth and the, Top is like you know the cosmos. It's yeah. just drawn really well. It's really, um, yeah. And like it's just
1: <laughs> who, who drew this? Walt Simonson.
0: Oh, Walt Simonson.
1: Yeah. Okay. Wow. So from yeah people know maybe from Fantastic Four, um,
0: Thor. Thor, Thor. Yeah, being all legend basically yeah. with his wife Louise Simonson as yeah. well. Yeah. And she she was a big Superman writer in the nineties. I love her. I'd love um, to get. I'd love to get them on the signal. Actually, I oh, that would be awesome. Well, ben. she was one of the really good writers in the nineties. She, she came, came up with X-Men. Steel. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. She got
1: inducted into the Hall of Fame just recently. Um, well
0: deserved.
1: Yeah, well deserved. For the Comic Book Hall of Fame.
0: So yeah, well good deserved. And yeah. right, good X Men writer as well. Yeah, but I think I think it's this is an impressive pinup because just a lot of thought has gone into it. Why and is it Why is Brainiac <laughs> being a good guy and holding up the shield? <laughs> well, you have Lex at the front too. <laughs> yeah, Lex yeah. is there. His, it looks like his prison suit. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's there, Supergirl's there. Um see, that's what I think. I, I'm sort of I, I don't understand why this collection didn't have like Supergirl and Superboy in it. You know, kind of more celebrating the, well, the might, it's Superman. But that was a big factor in Superman. Like the Maid of Might would always help him out in those old stories. And... I think I think that was if this was an anniversary in the fifties, I think it would be there. But I think at this point, they become more of their own entities. They weren't mm-hmm. so attached to Superman. I just love that. You know me. I like the classic. I like the fifties. Yeah. See, I, I was never big on the Super Family. Um, very big on the Super Family. Well, I'm just like he's the last on a crypto. Hey, he should be the sole survivor. But... Hold on a sec, Ray. Hold the phone, Connor. Hold the phone. Where the fuck's crypto on this issue? Is
1: well, he, is he... Uh, does he turn up? Um, I thought I saw him.
0: I think he turns up at some point. I think he does. I love. Yeah, I love crypto, with a passion. So it's yeah, yeah. Oh, crypto is amazing. How can you know? like crypto is the best thing about Titans. Yeah, crypto is truly Titans. I agree. Well, he grabs that missile like it's a frisbee. <laughs> well,
1: it's this cool. Is like a TV show. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Ray, honestly, late at night, once you put the kid to bed, it's probably worth watching late at night. That's how I do it. Oh look, I'm up titans, to I'm up to season two. Need so... heaps of yeah.
1: Sorry?
0: Oh, so I just said Titans doesn't need heaps of brain power. So. No, it's a I good know.
1: I, I do yeah. like Titans. I, I enjoyed the first season. So how,
0: I'm going to say this on the show right now. I don't care if it's not politically correct. How hot is Minka Kelly? Jesus Christ! Who's that? Jim Minka Kelly. She plays like uh, these are Dove, the blonde.
1: Oh, with oh the um, hawk and dove. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. She's so beautiful. Like, yeah. like, honestly, she came on screen. And I was just enchanted. And there's too many attractive women on that show. It's just distracting. <laughs> oh, it, it keeps old Dave interested, you know, plowing through late at night, you know. Will, will I watch another episode of Titans? Uh, it just pulls you in for another
1: one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Ray. Come on, Ray. You're better than Oh,
1: live. God. <laughs> hey? um, oh, no, I didn't mean it. <laughs> oh,
0: no. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, right moving on before this goes crazy uh so art for this sequence by marshall rogers and terry austin i actually i really, I really liked this
1: enjoyed story. this this is very underground almost crumb for me sort of sort of art artwork uh is yeah, it Rob, robert crumb no, no that's one? his no. name yeah Yeah, the artist. You you know, Dave, don't you? Do you know him?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I know who Robert Crum is. He doesn't do the art here, though, but it's that kind of style. It's that style, yeah.
1: Very kind of... Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I
0: could say it's underground kind of thing. I actually thought this was a pretty cool um, story that I think could have been done better, frankly. I just think that, like, this was actually a really... Again, I think there's nothing wrong at all with this um, uh, sort of script, but the execution, it's just a bit... I don't know, a bit sort of... I just think you could have done it better. And I'm surprised by 1984 they weren't doing it better. You know? That's just my opinion. Yeah. Is it because it's short?
3: Or? Well, it's
0: just, it's just fucking cheesy. Like, it's good. Like, I've got no problems with the story. Um, I don't know. I just, like, for example, look at the guy who's the guard and what he's wearing. Yeah. Well, it's suppo- I think it's supposed to be lighthearted. But I think that could have it could have been a nice tonal shift if this was darker. This story, well, considering I'm, the setting,
1: it is a little dark for me. I loved I loved it how he, actually the guy, the main protagonist, dies. He gets va- vaporized because yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> they go for the head. Uh, and yeah. yeah, yeah. So so there is a little bit of a dark turn. Uh, but then this whole thing about it, it turns the whole crowd and everyone wants to resist, resist the authority. Yeah. Um, all off the back of the superman costume i mean i I the art in this
0: I thought this was good I, uh, this actually reminded me of early judge dread yeah, ah. yeah, totally like the I don't bit. know I just really got those vibes from it um, oh, like the, a bit, i I get your point with the authoritarian like case uh, files one sort of but can I say this judge dread crashes down it crushes the dissidents. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, the
0: right. dissidents don't win in Judge Dredd. That's the story. <laughs> well, they don't, they don't win here either. This just kind of sets it off. No, but um, say at the end, like, oh, this started the revolution. Yeah. Someone well, takes like the costume.
1: Yeah, it was different. If anything, it was good because it was different. It was something I didn't expect, and I didn't expect this level of influence of the Superman legend having on people. So his indirect reference to, to start a resistance Yes. Um, in society, it's, it's a very different sort of influence. Yeah,
0: um, I thought people. that was really good. Hmm. I've got a question though, and this is this is for both of you. This suit, I, I understand, in Silver and Bronze Age it had a power of its own or whatever, like couldn't be blown up and stuff. Is that yeah. still the case, Connor? No, yeah. If I was wearing the suit in the comics, obviously, and I got shot, would I would I be injured? Uh, I think in year Fifty Two. It was just his cape. Before that, I believe none of the outfit was indestructible. Right now, I think I don't think they've really established it right now because you know how rebirth is kind of a mess, and Superman now is sort of an amalgam of New Fifty Two and Post Crisis. So I don't think there is actually a right definite answer. I didn't read all of Rebirth because I, yeah. I didn't really like the John stuff. So um, if the answer's there, then that's why I don't know what it. What about? Um, It's so funny, because during New 52, I was a huge, huge fan of Superman Wonder Woman. I thought, actually, it was a really good title. I thought it was a good title, too. But when they had to sort of untangle the mess of Superman and Wonder Woman combined with bringing back the original Superman, Uh oh, my God, that's a complicated fucking issue. Trinity, the Trinity title and Rebirth handled that really well, Yeah, because Batman and Wonder Woman are like... Our Superman's dead. Yes. We don't really know how to react to and their relationship had to build up from that. But Juergens just had One Woman go, Lois well, is like, oh, this must be for you, And one Woman's like, no, we'll be best friends. And the quote is actually really close to that. It is. No, I really agree. It, was, it, it literally is, yeah. I, I mean, wanted to stop reading the title right then, because I just thought that was terrible. <laughs> but, but, like, that's where I – you know who I – I don't actually blame the writer. It's It's the whole – yeah, but it's that's where you look at the editors and you look at the people who put everyone in that position and just yeah, it was people. a bad position, but yeah. Trinity handled it well, and that was a much less renowned writer than Jergens, you know. Look, look it's, it wasn't Dan Jergens' finest hour, and I, I read the issue and commented on it, and it was just a fucking mess. Have you read I was, it? No,
1: no, oh. no, no I I've you lost me with with the new Superman.
0: You know, I, I don't yeah, know, Ray. I just... that, that's I think that is the most complicated era for superman like yeah. the most confusing but it's um, almost like when you, you know when you're doing something like on a fucking excel spreadsheet or something and you're like getting <laughs> stuff out and writing stuff in it's almost like watching the live changes on a comic book page <laughs> <and they release laughs> it. it's, it's yeah. that fucking sort of stupid like yeah like really this you guys released this and thought this was the best strategy possible like, yeah it was, <laughs> uh, it was a mess sounds yeah it sounds very messy they they fixed it with Reborn a bit, Big Waste. Yeah. Um, but they always do because eventually they're like, oh, well, we better fucking do something. They're like, shit, we better make this a bit less complicated, you know, and then they, then they sort of – what they, call, they retcon it or whatever. But I'm always – I look at, like, that issue and I think when this went to press, did you really think this was the best move, you know? Yeah. Is it this
1: complicated with Batman as well? Look, there's all these kind of overlapping amalgams and
0: Batman's been the same dude and... forever, I think. Okay. No, they—it's not like oh, I also don't get that hung up on it, but I don't think Batman writers do either. Like, okay. it's just no, it's not. Like, I mean, I've never been that fan who sits there with his issues and like you know, yeah, and this is pre-crisis Batman or this is it, New Fifty Two Batman. It, like, it's not at that level. It just feels unfortunate with Superman. Like they they need to do it and I think the problem there was kind of. would you agree they had a very good relationship in Superman and Wonder Woman it actually worked yeah and it was good like, but everyone complained because it wasn't Lois yes and they had to change it to Lois which I understand I, I, I get it but it was like how to do it and they were just I sort of can't believe that editorial couldn't work out a better way than what they actually did New, New 52 Superman aside from Lobdell was really good up until that truth arc um where they completely dropped the ball where he lost his powers and editorial was obviously like no you have to write superman acting like this and then they just kill him and it was just the whole thing was just abhorrently mishandled um and the other thing like uh pre-crisis as in like early 80s late 70s batman to post-crisis batman the character pretty much didn't change yeah. Um, no, and not then post crisis New Fifty Two again, he pretty much didn't change. Yeah, oh, but definitely. Superman from pre crisis to post crisis, post crisis New Fifty Two had new origins, new everything. Yeah, right. Every single time, whereas Batman had the same stuff. Okay, you know, a lot more simple. Very, very minor incidents because because jo- Grant Morrison was writing it, and there was some very tangential stuff which I won't even bore you with that that is just so not a problem. Yeah. Where Superman, as you say, had a complete sort of like overhaul, yeah. yeah, interesting. Because they always want to tell the new origin, and it's like, well, you know, just just pick a Superman origin, just. But it's birthright like right that different, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, I think they're all pretty different, but they all they all have the same thing: of Krypton blows up, and then he yeah. lands on Earth. The, the only differences are like, oh, the Kents might be alive or they might be dead. And that's pretty much it. Yes. Um, Have you guys done on this show um, Birthright, the Mark Wade? No. No, but we we both read it. Yeah. I would love to come on the show when you guys do that. It's one of my personal favorites. Ooh. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that's another one we're definitely planning to do. I would um, love like to. It's I, just the one we've got to figure out how to really- do. Yeah, it's it's a fairly long. I mean, it's a decent hard cover. Yeah. yeah, we can do two issues
1: per episode again, maybe,
0: something like mm. that. Oh, yeah, all star was a oh. special. <laughs> yeah? Sorry, I forgot I wasn't on signal. Or we just do twelve issues in one.
2: Episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it, it is a good it is a good read. Yeah, you read it,
1: right? Or... Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I'm um, actually looking forward to a reread of it as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. I haven't I haven't read it in ten years, but I, I have the hardcover. Nice. So it's not my favorite modern origin, and at this point I think the most common words besides Superman on this podcast are Grant Morrison. But again uh, <laughs> uh, my, my favorite modern origin is probably his action comics. You uh, hate the Jeff John Seeker origin. Oh, oh. I do. I Adam I the really Kater, a big fan on Signal of Doom, shout out to Adam. He... I think loves that origin, but I, I haven't read it. I actually haven't read it, but I know you hate it. So that's interesting. Birthright and Man Steel, they both were creatively new. They did new things with the character, new spins on stuff. They both had their own interesting narratives. John's is just part of my French wanking off to the Silver Age and the Donner movies, and there is nothing new in them. They're just completely derivative and they're not they're as good of as of the source material. Start, I hope they do. Huh? <laughs> Do they have Marlon Brando at the start talking? <laughs> they all look like the characters. Superman looks like Chris uh Lois Lane looks a bit like Margot Kidder. Like Jarrell looks more like the Marlon Brando version than any other version. He just has a beard. It's just it's so blatant, man. Like it's it's the least imaginative and well, least he's interesting. Wants, like, Richard Donald's assistant and stuff, so you can kind of understand his, uh, you know. His really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Johns. Yeah. Oh, that's that's why they always work together then. Yes, he was. I do not that. But making that the Karen and Origin, yeah. Before like, he broke into comics, he was Richard Donner's assistant, and so I mean he's kind of homaging him, I guess. I mean that replaced Birthright. Birthright was much better. I thought Birthright was cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So I really like this story. I guess you guys didn't like it as much as me. Um, <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> I like the concept again. I just feel the execution wasn't what I would like. And I think 1984 could have done a bit better than this, uh, art wise and stuff. But anyway, I I do want to say when you turn the panel over to this Wrightson image, it's pretty cool. I want to get your views on this, uh, Con. (laughs) I like it. Pickled forehead. What are your takes? Well, he's sprinkled because he's wrinkling it. <laughs> I, just, I, I just
1: see I just say, Frank Castle in a Superman costume. I think yeah. it's it's great. He's, he's he's angry. He's mad. He's hulking out.
0: Bus yeah. crush mobsters. He's <laughs>
2: crushing bricksiders.
0: You know what would have made this? What would have made this even cooler if they colored those um, eyeballs? It put the red in them for the heat vision. Mm. A couple of skulls. Well, he wasn't. In there. He wasn't quite doing it that much, really. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. That's more of a nineties thing. Ah, but... uh, yeah. Oh, is yeah. it okay? For sure, when they started I, I heard oh, yeah
1: it the quite, john Byrne one didn't didn't have it at all right it's just it's just like he looks at things
0: i've got a I've got a comment for you you might enjoy connor um i I forget the creator, but it was a creator of note on word balloon um and it was a, you know it was a, a reasonably good modern creator like and it might have been Judd winnick, and anyway, he said the moment they did the heat eyes on Superman was where it all went wrong. Because no. that's, that's when they decided to do Superman's Dark for the modern audience. Yeah. You know Dame me a lemon. That's... <laughs> that's What an overreaction to such I, I a just thought it was an interesting detail. comment, you know? Uh, like... Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't agree with that at all. Um, that That's like, that's essentially saying Superman went to shit with for the man who has everything. Like, and I, I don't agree. Um, Judd Jud Winnick I don't know that se- that sounds a bit Mark Waid-ish to me It might not have been Judd Winnick it might not have been J- it wasn't Mark Wade, but it was someone of his ilk and that yeah. kind of, like early 2000s creator you know I'm just I'm just mentioning it because I mean, oh yeah no I'm not having to go at you I'm not shooting the messenger I'm just like some people think Superman's just this giant walking teddy bear and he's not sure He's yeah. savage okay like no. you know he will he will mess people up if he has to um, like as Morrison said, he doesn't like writing Superman as a pacifist, mm-hmm. like as a cross figure, you know, Superman gets down and dirty when he has to, you know, he broke Samson and Atlas's arms, which is hilarious. Uh, actually that was a bit of an overreaction on Superman's part, I guess, cause <laughs> uh, he's like, I'm going to break your arms. So yeah. actually, yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah. Sorry, um, that that just triggered a tirade from me. <laughs> I, I, I brought it up just because I wanted your opinion. That's, that's yeah, why, yeah, yeah. I guess my opinion is I don't agree. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I'm looking at Superman's long history. I don't think there's ever a point where anything went wrong with the character. There's always been good stories. Even now, there's still good stories being told with Superman. Oh, for sure. Um, and, and by the way, just full disclosure, I have a T-shirt where his eyes are red. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's a good image and it's a good way of showing. Um superman if he really means business like it's just a good narrative tool you know
1: but, but dave aren't you saying though basically the essence of what that statement um meant was that with the advent of the red eyes um it kind of opened the door to have superman as evil which you, you hate connor
0: right uh, so, uh well the, for, oh god i'm trying to recall the comment but Basically, it wasn't even just that he was evil. It was well, that it op- Yeah, it was. It was. It was more particular. It was more that editorial and writers were trying to take adve- t- sort of keep up with the times of okay. the duck hero. So oh, not, okay. but just kind of making him like we spoke about the authority, making him go okay. towards where Manchester Black wound up. Yeah, yeah. I mean the times basically. superman has been ping-ponged around like every other character to fit with the times but it's never gone that far like when everyone was getting 90sified uh superman wasn't one of those people yes, yeah, his stories right? had a bit more of an edge but he never went under an overhaul like spider-man or anything the middle of the 90s
1: oh, we're like, talking about superman in the black suit and guns right isn't that that's a pretty that was like a that was for like eradicate. one or
0: two issues that's okay okay yeah but but seriously I was I mean I can tell you I was live on the scene I was buying Superman weekly because of the titles that were coming out for about two years in the mid to late 90s and he what the the vibe of the stories was not dark it yeah. was very it was it was cheesy to be honest mm-hmm. and it was fun and it had violence but Superman was still Superman okay. you know yeah. yeah even even when Superman had a mullet in those guns for those two issues he wasn't he was still Superman. He wasn't like yeah. a dark character or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I mean, for sure. And, and, the... and I mean, I, I've got The Death of Superman Omnibus, and it's the same thing. You know, yeah. like the basic character uh, was fairly sort of, um, you know, the, close to the generic mold that we know. Mm. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting because there's always like these discussions like, oh, where did it go wrong with Superman? Or all that stuff. And I'm just like, well, it never really happened. Hmm. You know? It goes wrong, like as in things go wrong. Oh, there's bad runs and stuff. You know, like every other character. But Superman's never gone off the rails. He's always had good runs and stuff. And I just think it's because the character itself, like we talked about before, seems to get so much controversy and attention. Like, you could apply the same arguments as Superman to a bunch of other superheroes, but they don't do it. You know? Yeah, I mean, going wrong, too. I mean, he had a show, Lois and Clark, going in the 90s. He had an animated series. He had lots of things. You know, mm. the things were going right, really. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, the character's bigger than what – like, I mean, to me, I think hiring Bendis was a fucking awful move. But, you know – It's not it, the death of the character. No, it's, not the de- like, no, it's certainly not. It, it's, it's just another writer, you know, with mm, another yeah. take. I mean – if you don't like it, don't buy it. And, exactly. and I, don't, I don't buy it. That will come
1: so. and go. And then you can just yeah. pick up the next volume basically.
0: And you know that what Ben is, is doing will be very easy to go back to formula with, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The next, if the next one isn't an improvement, that'll be, uh, interesting. Yeah. But yeah, super has been around for 80 years. Uh, people just get so up in arms about it. And I'm like, man, just enjoy the stories, you know, mm. find stories. You like yeah. Batman, Superman right now, Joshua Williamson, killing it. Mm. Uh, I read issue ten today. It was awesome. Oh, okay. Just every issue. So still yeah. going, still going strong. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame it's not getting the attention at all. You I, know? I don't get it. That's it's a great said. run. Yeah, like, yeah. it's got everything. It's got drama, humor, character moments. How do you, you stack it up against the Loeb run, which I read? Uh, I haven't read the Loeb run. Loeb run was good. It wasn't great. Um, you I know, mean, but- that, that's the run everyone talks about. It. All I can compare it to is like Silver Age and Greg Pak in New 52. Okay. Right. Um, both of which I liked. Yeah. Okay. So, well I mean th- look the Superman Batman run with Loeb and McGuinness at the beginning, well it was good. I mean it, but it's but I'm not buying that omnibus because I don't love it, you know? Yeah. Anyway. I mean, well I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on the current run when you catch up. I, I have it on my iPad to read, actually. <laughs> it's very good. Um, like it's just fun. Like right now they're fighting the ultra humanite. You know, that's cool. I love the Ultra Humanite. I only know him from the Justice League cartoon. He's cool. But well, he was—he was actually Superman's first ever supervillain. Really? Yeah. Um, he was before a bald guy in a wheelchair. So before Brainiac? Yeah, before Brainiac, before Lex Luthor. Um, before Lexi, baby. Really? In fact, the 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 legend is that because Lex Luthor's first appearance, he had red hair. The legend is that someone confused Lex Luthor for Ultra Humanite and drew Lex Luthor bald, <laughs> and that's how he. Yeah. Because they were both kind of mad scientist characters. One was just crippled. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a good run. You have Zod, Razar, Gul, and you have Ultra Humanite, Atomic Skull. Like, he's just. So this is Superman, Batman, Batman, yeah? Yeah. uh, Batman, Superman. Like, it's after the first five issues, which are Batman Who Laughs, which are still good, which says a lot about the quality of the book if you have Batman Who Laughs in there and it still manages to be good. Anyone who listens to Signal knows our views on Batman (laughs) Who Laughs. It's just a. It's an idea stretched out to fucking Hmm. infinity. Well,
1: the Dave Marquez art helps a lot as well.
0: Yeah. Well, they, they, then they got a new artist, but he's still really good. Okay. So Cause Cause I remember he took over in Seven when oh, yeah, Zod yeah, came. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that
1: was good. That was good as well.
0: Yeah. So again, do guys, uh, do, that? do you guys on the show as well as doing classic runs? Do you do individual issues as well? Or? Oh, we talk about
1: it. We, we chat about them when they – we used to, like when they came out.
0: Because COVID oh, yeah. hit, so it yeah. got awkward. But we do plan to do a catch-up of sorts. Well, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, but um, yeah. So Bernie Wrightson pinup is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight eight point five out of ten from me. I like <laughs> Bernie <Benny Wright. laughs> I like to score them. I actually score them, and I go for me. Not too big a fan of the forehead wrinkles personally, and the little nose wrinkles. But that's just my take. I just like different. I just like how each artist does their own thing. Yes. You know, yeah. but it's it's not the it's probably the weakest pinup so far. I've got to say this next story is maybe my least favourite. Yeah, uh, it's agreed, my least favourite.
1: Agreed. There's yeah, like,
0: really nothing, nothing really. Pinny, I know she has Elf Quest and God bless her, because I know that that's gone on for a long time and they've built a career of ind- independent creators, and God bless her for that. But this is not a high-pointed Superman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not at all. It, it's the most base idea you can come up with to... Pay homage to, to the legend of superman it's just
0: yeah it's it, the it's one part odd <laughs> the one part i liked was when they had donkey kong but superman was donkey kong but also the one you play as while lex Luthor is mario trying to reach you <laughs> that was funny but that was it, it. It's, that is yeah. fun but yeah. just like it's just really just just terrible, terrible. pretty forgettable yeah. i read this and then it ended and i'm like that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> even more than the well, first story. Kind of
1: glad as well. It's like, oh good. <laughs> you Who know, did
0: the art of Last bit to, The guy goes, "Hey, will you leave um, your Wendy I lost mine." And it's like, did that panel need to be there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What's even the point? Uh. <laughs> hey, it's the future. Look at this word processing chip thing. Um, yeah. Sharon, you know, like, I love Elliot Magan, but man, there is there is a couple of weak things in here. Yeah. Um. Hell yeah! They, I guess they can't all be. Must there be a Superman? Well, can I? Can I say something? I th- would have thought that it would have been a better idea for an anniversary issue to have different writers and different artists. Like but maybe it was just killing it at the time, and they wanted him to do yeah. it all the whole yeah. thing. It would
1: have been the yeah, similar to Action a Thousand. Just just get a whole nice diverse range. Of also, that. where's
0: Kurt Swan was Kurt Swan still alive in eighty <laughs> four? Well, why the fuck isn't Aren't yeah, Kurt- anywhere in this? Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Is it? Oh, then my outrage can be quelled briefly. Uh, actually, no. That's very strange because Kurt Swan was drawing Superman around this Kurt time. Swan I believe. Kurt Swan did whatever happened in the Man of Tomorrow, didn't he, with Alan Moore? Yeah. Yeah, he did. So exactly. he was still active. And, I mean, and to me, I mean, just my generation, you know, um, grew up in the 80s, like – when I looked at Superman, I was kind of looking at a past version, and that Kurt Spawn Superman is kind of the Superman that I think of. You know? Oh, me too. Yeah. When I think of Superman, that's what pops in my head. I mean, I think honestly, maybe he was sick. You yeah, know? It
2: would have been yeah. odd. Um, you
0: because know? I feel like I feel like it is odd that he's not here because, like, he was drawing at the time. You so... some old art. Like, I mean, it doesn't need to. Have they been... did that Fraction One Thousand. <laughs> Be drawn in 1984, like you could just any yeah. Kurt Swan up from the many fucking millions of times he drew Zoom Man. A good point. It, it sucks when you read these issues sometimes because they're so old. You can't really ask people about them because they're all. Like moved on or dead. I oh, guess I was Kurt, actually very well, surprised Elliot Magan was still alive. Actually, um, oh, you should you should listen to the word balloon thing. No, Elliot Magan uh, he wrote a couple of novels of Superman too that are very highly regarded. I really want to get those. I believe it's Last Son of Krypton and Miracle Monday, which yeah. is actually referenced in this book. They talk about Miracle Monday. Um, Kurt Swan, by the way, born in 1920, died in 96, so it would have been what 64. in it's, 90- it's really terrible how he didn't really get any big work after Crisis because they wanted a new house style. I, that never sat well with me. I, You know why I particularly hate that? Because he was the house style before.
2: Yeah. You know?
0: mm. And that's where I think, and I'll say, and I'm glad I'm on a separate podcast, that's where the treatment from DC and Marvel of their creatives is absolutely appalling. Mm. And don't forget that Siegel and Schuster were in poverty. You know what I mean? Before well, the- I, just, yeah. I, I just watched that Batman and Bill thing the other day. Oh. Oh, your yeah. finger it shouldn't be forgotten. Just because mm. they they pay they pay better rates now, it shouldn't be forgotten that so many yeah. creators who yeah. built so many of these fucking legacies die in poverty. It's just fucking ridiculous. It's, it's messed up. It's it's and it's quite fixable too. Like it's yeah quite, definitely with the billions of dollars that these characters take in, that you could take care of these people a lot better than what they do. And it's an absolute crime, frankly. Um, and the way that they would just do that to Kurt Swan, it, it's sickening. And I, there's a quote, and I think I quoted it last time. Julie Schwartz said to Marty Pasco, uh, basically, he was complaining that all the new writers at the time in the 70s didn't want to basically put in new characters because they weren't getting a piece of them. And yeah. He, he, and, and Julie Schwartz said, but but Gardner Fox never complained about this. And Marty Pasco said, yeah, and Gardner Fox is begging for lunch money. You know? Um, yeah. And this is a guy who built your just sleep for, like, 20, 30 years or whatever. And it, I'm, I'm reading about it now, and uh, critic Wallace Harrington summed up Swan's dismissal this way. The most striking thing that DC did was to completely turn their back on the one man that had defined Superman for three decades. They mm-hmm. closed the door and turned out the lights on the creator that defined their whole line. With no real thanks, no pomp, nor circumstance, mm-hmm. DC simply relieved Kurt of his artistic duties on Superman. Kurt Swan, who had drawn Superman in action, Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, Superman, and World's Finest, drew Superboy in Adventure Comics, who was the quintessential Superman artist of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. He became another victim of the 80s implosion. Gone. Mm. I mean, they, like his last work as an artist on Superman before his uh, posthumous um, wedding album thing was What Happened to the Man of Tomorrow. Mm. Like, that was it. No, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Um,. And like, yeah, I I don't even want to talk about it too much because it annoys me so much. But yeah. it, it, but also, it's just an example of many. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that, that's not yeah. the that's by, that's far from the worst example. Oh, totally, so, totally. Yeah. yeah. That, and that's what I have such a big problem with. That the ones who actually make it to the point where people pound their fists, like Jack Kirby, Kurt Swan, Bill Finger, um, a lot of those guys, it's not the worst stories, mm. you know, and that's pretty bad. And because because how bad is it where you don't even like like Bill finger it's fucking appalling what it, they do. I was about to say it was appalling with Bill yes. Finger. It, like. no it's completely appalling but then finally they settle but what about all the people that they don't settle for think mm, about yeah you know so the families in the estates don't even get the fucking recognition and the financial compensation and meanwhile these movies take in billions you know and the merchandise takes in billions. And the money's there. That's the thing. The money's the, the money's available, and they could, they could do things so much better than they do it. And it frankly annoys me and at times has driven me away from mainstream superhero comics for periods where I just get annoyed with it. And Ed Brubaker has said the same thing as well in interviews mm. where it's like at, if you think about it too long, you actually don't want to read it, and I have to avoid the thought, you know? Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Just by yeah. just hey, my last one's a Krypton. I just wanted to put that out there as a disclaimer, please. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah, totally. Listen to single boom if you want to hear me rant about it every couple of months when I remember. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, this I love this Will Eisner. Oh, so do I. Yeah, I mean, Will, Will Eisner's a yeah. god. You know. Yeah. It's, um, the great thing about it is that he has the character of the spirit, like doing happy birthday. It's so fucking yeah. great. Like it is it. really cool as he's like just brutally messed up these two goons. Yeah, um, yeah, it's cool. Nah, it's
1: it's a, it's a good it's a, it's a good take on on um, you know, commemorating Superman this way.
0: And the the, the block letters, that, really? You know? Mm. Oh yeah, it's great because Will Eisner never really did um, uh, mind blank. Sorry, I forgot what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> Will Eisner never really did something.
0: Oh yeah, I don't think he ever really did Superman or mm. anything. Um, yeah. He's really he's old a school legend, and you know, I mean, yeah, just I, I, I think to get someone of his stature, who by eighty four, I would imagine he was like a comics legend, wasn't he? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the when did the Eisner Awards start? Like, no, I think I they, they started that. pretty early. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he was a like he was revolutionary. Um, yeah, his artwork, just the oh, way he did stuff. In the graphic novel, contract with God. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a reason they called the Eisner Awards, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So he just ripped this one out. Let's have a look. 1917 to uh, 2005 is his – Wow. So there you go. And um, he would have definitely been like one of those comic book legends by this point. Much like I guess, would have been in 84. You know, Jack Kirby would have been getting towards the end of his life. I think he died in about 1990-ish. Mm-hmm. Um. So oh, still, still, yeah, still had yeah for few years. Yeah, but he was but he was running on fumes, man. Mm. You know, Jack yeah. Kirby again, like in his life, didn't get the record. He got recognition, but he didn't get the financial rewards. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Stanley annoys me. <laughs> oh, I, no, I'm not having because <clears throat> the you know I'm not having got Stanley because Stan Lee's not the problem. Stan mm. Lee's the guy who got lucky, but um. Yeah, just Jack Kirby's treatment was not particularly good. At least DC brought him into those um, toys that he did the designs for, and he got money from those toys. So in his, like, yeah, it's Challenge of the Superheroes, I believe it's called, mm-hmm. um, something like that. Anyway, Jack Kirby did some designs, and he actually got, it was very much a sweetheart deal to give some money to Jack Kirby. That's nice, and though. It's, yeah, it's, it's nice, yeah. It's also fucking deserved you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. So anyway, so he yeah, he did get some money from that. I'm not an expert on the whole thing, so I don't want to make it appear that I am, but yeah, he, he was running on fumes by the mid-80s, as you would expect after, you know, having done it for so long.
2: Um,
0: so after this, we get to the story, Last <laughs> Son of Krypton. Mm.
1: Uh, I, was, I was really hoping this would have been good, because, you know, of our
2: podcast.
0: <laughs> Ray, you've, you've summed it up perfectly. It's got a great title, <laughs> yeah. and it. It's, it's
2: appalling. Frankly. To be fair, yeah.
0: I like... I love the first page. Yeah. With, um... I love... <laughs> you don't? I love the... No, no, like, it got
1: me excited, Lee, like, because Last Son of Krypton, I thought it was... Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. I love the, like, Fine. costume design. You mm. know, the big... Color. Yes. Yeah. But then if you go down in the page, you see where the problems start. Yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> I, I like the concepts. Kind of. I don't... Yeah, I didn't really...
1: No, I didn't like, really, no, I oh. didn't like the concepts. Yes. It was
0: yeah I mean it's they've also mixed him with Batman for some reason, well, because Batman and Superman would go and do adventures together in Candor City as Nightwing and Flamebird. I imagine like it's kind of a spin on that, isn't it well, uh, yeah actually, I can see okay. that i just I just found it odd to see like the his sort of gloves and cape looking it was just weird it's just shit i mean i I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I actually when I read this one, I actually forgot I even fucking read it. Like it's just so annoying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's just. There's not much to say about this one. So. No, uh, now, other than I'm just going to do a hot take. I'm going to do a hot take. Yeah. This Ditko Superman doesn't really do it for me. I don't know what you guys think. Okay. I didn't really like it either. No, I
1: didn't like it as well. Uh, there's, there's actually been a, a couple of Ditko things I've seen that I just I, I thought were pretty subpar.
0: Um I've I've never really drunk the Kool Aid, and I get that yeah. he was hugely famous and uh, very influential and a co-creator of my favorite character, Spider-Man. But um, I yeah, I mean I'm like yeah, Steve Ditko '84. This wasn't this was well, his art in Spider-Man was much better than this pin-up. Yeah.
1: I think I think I saw um some art that he did. He guessed it on in Ant-Man, like really early Ant-Man stuff. Right, it was terrible. It's like. And it's like, oh, this is, this is not the same Ditko, is it? And and unfortunately, I'm sorry to say, this poster is pretty much the same. Um,
0: it's yeah. got that John Ramita Junior thing going on with Superman's lanky, uh, oh,
1: like yeah. Gorilla Lassimian kind of proportions.
0: Yeah. yeah, but <laughs> I do, I like the thugs on yeah. the left. But yeah. it's you know what you get when you farm out the artwork to a lot of different people. Like, you know, don't you think that like yeah. not everyone brings in their A game, kind of thing. But, well, I think the next um, pinup's great.
1: Yeah, actually, the, yeah, in cool. stark contrast, a, a vastly different style. I just love Very the. Much uh, Superman
0: is your dad? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, super... <laughs> yeah
2: it
0: is. <laughs> it could be my dad from like 1984. <laughs> just He's got a suit, mustache but... on him. That's kind of what he looked like. But
1: I mean, I love the background as well. Actually, the background uh, yeah. reminds me a lot of actually Sinkevich, and we'll get to his poster. Um, but just just how he kind of plays with the med- like the, the comic medium, it's it's a lot different. Um, just with the the colours and that kind of sparkly effect.
0: So who did this one? Grell. This? Oh, Grell! I, I yeah, love my Grell. Yeah. I didn't realise that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. my Grell's very gifted artist. He's though. very good. Yeah, he looks a little bit like Nicolas Cage on the right, just a <laughs> little bit. Oh, can we do a segue? Um, do you, do you guys wish that the any Cage movie had happened? Because I sure do. Uh, no, out of curiosity, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying out of curiosity, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I mean, you what? I'm assuming you watched that Death of yes. Superman Lives, yes, yes. Uh, which was really good. But and like, you know, he did look good in the costume. Yeah. But and like the the beat, the brainiac stuff sounded cool. But some stuff that they said, like, oh, Clark can't wear a Mickey Mouse shirt because he's an alien, he doesn't know how to fit in. That was just like, oh, I don't know about this movie. No. I, I just would have. I mean, I read the. I remember a little Dave at uni on on like the dial up um you know internet of the day. I downloaded the script, the Kevin Smith script. Yeah. And I jeez, I thought I was ahead of the game, Ray. You can you can you imagine me back in those <laughs> days? I got it on my little disk drive, and I was like, I've got the script here. No one <laughs> And um, I I just and I'm a huge Nick Cage fan. Um. Mm. Oh, me too. I love him. I just think it would have been really interesting, and I I'm a big Tim Burton fan, so I'm sort of like. They were they were going to swing that to the fence. That would have
1: been really cool.
0: But... Yeah, I just I just kind of much like the Justice League Mortal thing that George Miller was going to do. I think George Miller is a hugely underrated filmmaker, and I think that would have been so fascinating to see his take on the Justice League back in like when was it like mid two thousands? You know. Yeah. I mean, that honestly, that's another one I could have done without. Of <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, they they just didn't sound very good to but, me. But but, say. but think about that for a second. George Miller has never made a bad movie. You know, like, he, he's actually a very gifted filmmaker. Like, oh, uh, I'm. Well, think of Matt. I think Mad, Mad Mad Max here. Yeah. That's going to get pitchforks to my door. I didn't like Fury Road. Well, I mean, but, but, okay. Uh, but I've a, not seen it. Audiences and critics did. Um, He did yeah, have. Yeah, well, I'm right. Did, They're wrong. Uh, he, no, but, but what I'm saying is, this is a guy who, in general, has a pretty impressive body of work. Yeah. I just would have, again, just the sheer curiosity factor. I would have loved to have seen those two projects because, you know, why not? You know, and yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, like if we could view them, you know, that would be nice. Yeah, and I and don't forget with 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 the Justice League movie, they got very close to starting. I don't think they got very close with the Superman movie. I, I got the impression they were still a fairly long way off shooting that movie. Yeah. Whereas whereas there's a, there's a quote from the guy, I forget, was he playing Flash? I think he was. The, you know, he actually found out they cancelled the movie when the cab came to pick him up to go to the airport uh. to, to start shooting. And it was all because um, there were issues with the tax credits from the Australian government, and also someone very high up the board at Warner's finally realised there was going to be two Batmans played by two different actors and just couldn't get his head around it because um, Christian Bale had started and Arnie Hammer was going to play Batman. I think he was going to play Batman in um, Just League. Yeah. So it's just a fascinating what if. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. I oh, yeah, this this story, art uh, by Klaus Janson. Um, you know, this is my second favorite story. I actually really like this story. It's lame, but it's charming. Is how I would. <laughs> call it. Like it is, it is lame in in how the guy looks. Oh but, yeah, the, the I mean, well, like he's everyone, even the people in the story think he's lame. Um, yes, but but I think the people in the story are also kind of lame as well. Like, but but having said that, it's an enjoyable little snapshot, and let's not forget that Elliot Magan, I guess, only had six to eight pages to work with here. It's what did you think, Ray?
1: Um.
0: Yeah, it was...
2: Yeah,
0: it was, it was okay. was on the there, Ray. See, Ray, you're very much a diplomat, so when you say it's okay, I'm thinking you don't actually like it at all. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: yeah, it didn't really interest me that much. Okay. But we... Sad. we all right, For one, we actually got Superman in this story. Yes, and that was... Can I tell you this? When I sat down to read this the other night, I was craving some fucking Superman in the Superman <laughs> anniversary issue. And at least... He does turn up in this issue. Well, I, I love it. Like, they're, they're, they're in the future. They have their Superman Day thing, and then, hey, Superman actually shows up for dinner. I've got a future question. That's... At the end of the issue, when he's saying he puts the food out every year, does Superman come back every year to eat the food? I think that's the idea. Right. Okay. I, I, I just wasn't 100% clear if that was the case. Yeah. Okay. Because he, he can time travel pre-crisis. Okay, cool. So, so. He, he, he makes the effort to come back, which is kind of cool. Cool. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, just, I like the atmosphere. I like just this sort of isolated like shack on this planet. Yes. You know? They're uh, almost like Amish or something, or Amish. They're very, yeah. sort of, almost kind of religious. Like, they're almost saying grace kind of thing, you know, literally before the meal. Um, I don't know, it was interesting. You know, like, hmm. There are interesting bits in this story. I think the guy just, with how stupid he looked, <laughs> he just, you know, with his well, like, hat and everything. I I like how, like, he's telling the story of Superman, and, you know, he knows Superman is actually there. Yeah. Um, You know, and there's this, you know, it's good that Clark gets a look at the future, and it's like a good look. It's not like, um, you know, uh, Dead Earth or Dark Art Returns or Deceased. Yeah, but it's water. not that good. I mean, Ray, what do you think? He goes, these people are wonderful, and they think of me as some kind of mythic hero. If this is where civilization is going, I'd say it's worth the wait. I'm like, really? You went to an abandoned planet with some kind of religious fanatics eating dinner? Uh, in your so they're own... not all killing each other. Yeah, no, not... not everyone's a zombie. S- they're sitting around, like, praising him, and he goes there and goes, wow, this is a great future.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It just... Yeah, I know. The story didn't really engage me. So, um, I like Klaus Jansen, of course.
0: Just the yeah. yeah. I'll say, I read this years ago. This story and the last story are the only stories that I remembered because they're, they're the only ones that actually stuck with me. Cool. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. Um, and one, also, like. Penny didn't stick with you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, but, like, that, I like at the end. I think the art's good at the end with the shot of the flag. It's not the American flag at this point, I guess. It's like a, it's a different, yeah. Um, and it is very much like a Santa. You know, like, put your cookies out. I mean, Ray, you know all that. Yeah. Yeah, Finn, like, you put the cookies out yet, Ray, and all that kind of stuff? No, nah, not yet. <laughs> but, but you'll get to that point where you put the cookies out and then you'll have to take them back, you know, like, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. It, it is kind of playing off that motif.
1: Right. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, I don't know. It just, just wasn't wasn't my bag,
0: really. So, uh, to big. derail a little bit, I remember I found out Santa wasn't real and my grandpa was Santa. So I just kept <laughs> writing lists of stuff I wanted to Santa because I just knew I'd get it. I mistakes. think that's a fairly common story amongst children, actually, Connor. Yeah, I think that quite a few kids have worked it out, but they just keep ramping up the requests. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was some guy and he had – um, Ray, who, who was it? And they had they had five hundred dollars walking around money in their request to Santa. What? I'm sure, I don't know if it was you who told me this story, or it was yeah. a mutual friend or something. But yeah. basically, someone had yeah, I know it was my workmate. Okay, so his kid um, had like who's well of age, you know, well into his teenage years, requested for, from Santa for Christmas like a whole list, of shit, like a lot of stuff, and then at the end put five hundred bucks. Just like to have some liquid cash as well as the presents, you know? And yeah. I was just like, seriously, like, are these the kids of today? Like, they're just fucking rolling in it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I get a book, a book, and maybe a comic, and, you know, something else. And But, like, if I'd asked my parents for 500 bucks walking around money, they just would have said, You're dreaming. Like, I'd get a smack in the mouth. Yeah, you just, um, it's not happening, you know? <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. Now, what did you guys think of the next pinup? Because I think this is a very sort of. It's almost religious. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was very different. Um, I mean, the fact that they got Mobius to do it, like Mobius to do a oh, pin-up. Th- th- this is the Mobius one. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah I, I really, mean, it's, yeah. Would you agree to me that it's got a religious overtone? It's very kind of like almost, it's almost Christ-like going I back to. I see it the... now. I didn't see it before, but I definitely see it now. It's mm-hmm. a bit like the North Star, isn't it? Yeah, um, but I, I I had it as he was just looking like at a fragment of Krypton or some sort of Krypton thing, his homeworld. You killing know? Wouldn't that be killing him? No, no, not kryptonite. Just um, <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that, Ray. I was just like <laughs> <laughs> he, he's lovingly looking at a piece of kryptonite as it kills him. <laughs> I love I loved it. It's different, and you know, yeah, I think it looks oh. good. But Ray's about to come in and hate on it. I, I can tell. No, no,
1: really? I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was good. It wasn't a standout one for me, but
0: was... I mean, there's been some really good ones. Yeah, very... exactly. Yeah, it's... you know, what I like about this one. It's just that it's unique and it's very of itself kind of thing. I like it's... how simple it is. Yeah, it's it's simplicity is is what I I appreciate it. Like I wouldn't put this on the wall, right, when you come over to the swamp. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's not bad. You know. I would. I would. I would, you know, I would definitely put this on my wall. I'd have no qualm. In fact, if I was putting any on my wall, it would probably be this one. Really? Because I, th- I think it would look best on a wall out of all of them. It'd be hard to go past Because um, it's minimalist, you know? It, yeah, I agree. But I'm looking at that Brian Boland one, and, geez, that looks pretty good. Yeah, that is a really good one. That's the one I'd probably put on the wall. Yeah. And then finally we come to the final story, which I think everyone agrees is probably the best story. Yeah. Um Starenko, a, a guy who fascinates me because he's revered everything I've ever looked at him, it's so fucking cool, there just doesn't seem to be like tons of it, and yet he's got like a massive amount of fame in comics it's, it's why hasn't he done more, you know yeah Uh. uh you know what I mean everything, yeah, I, I don't know, you know um... it's, it's like he's Captain America, it's pretty fucking cool and like this is really cool. And I'm like, this guy seems to come in fucking piping hot and just drops fucking bombs of gold and then just leaves. It's interesting. I mean that's that's the most stylish way to do it. So Yeah, but most yeah. guys like to crank it out for like twenty, thirty years. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: but you know. well I mean this this was uh this is something this is I read this before I even read the issue because I saw this posted online a few times. Right. When people will post like sort of less well-known Superman stories that are really good. Mm. And this was posted. Um, and I, I really liked this. I love this sort of... and it, I love the title as well, The Exile at the Edge of Eternity. Mm. Um, and this is my jam. It's very cosmic. Yeah. Uh, you know, it goes right way into the future. And what I love is how these pages are divided into like three or five panels. And each panel has the developments that the text is talking about. Mm. If you look closely, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, no,
1: it's, it's really good. I, I, I think it's, um, it's funny that you mentioned Connor, that you read it before the whole issue, because it's really something unto itself. Um, it could really just be a standalone thing. It can stand alone.
2: It fits uh, with the issue, but
1: it fits with it. But it, it, I think it vastly overshadows it as well, just particularly mm-hmm. with the style and everything. But, um, mm-hmm. By the time I got to reading this, though, see, the whole thing of reading those 80-odd pages um, <laughs> on the lead-up to this as well, I understand. like I understand it's a thing about the legend of Superman and honouring him and stuff. But to me, it seemed like it was a lot of, <laughs> uh, for want of a better word, uh, self-grandising about Superman, like, what? look how good what? he is and, like, look what he does and look look at the effects that he has, look, like, look socially... Did we even
0: get that, though? Like, because most of it seemed, um, like, it that is... stupid story with the Donkey Kong machine.
1: All of it was. I mean, even the, the, the thing, the story just before this about them waiting for Superman to, to arrive for dinner and stuff, they're
0: all kind of, hey, obviously, they, they worship it's... him. Pat yourself on the back, Superman's great, kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, to yeah. be fair... It's an issue specifically about celebration.
1: I know that, that's what I yeah. So that's what I that's what I said at the beginning. But like, um. So by the time I got to this, it was like, okay, oh here we go. Like here's is another thing about how great he is again. Um. I reckon. I don't know. They could have maybe distilled it a little bit further. Um. And I don't know. This story was just really. It set itself apart from all, all the rest in length as well, more than yes. anything else um it could have just been a thing of itself by itself and you just separate it with the rest of it um yeah i don't know i was getting a little fatigued um at the end of this issue but i enjoyed but ending on this story was the best because this story actually it mm. was
0: like yeah this is great this is good Ray, I can sense you. I get you because I was there too. You were burnt out. You were looking for answers. <laughs> you were just like, "Are we going to go again with another future version of fucking Superman?" But, like, I mean, that's, that's co- Superman. And then you got to this, and you're like, "Holy shit! Yeah. This is a game." I mean, you know? as
1: Connor said, this is this is cosmic. This is great. This is. Um... And and kind of we you know we we kind of texted offline as well before about um, I was I was kind of scrutinizing the format of it you, you know um, yeah because this could really be told with the amount of prose in it as well you could flesh this out and if you imagine it in the hands of another artist and the amount of description in the writing you could actually get a whole a, a really oh. sizable, you know uh, OGN or or, or a yeah, um,
0: so you could get a fucking whole graphic yeah. novel a yeah. whole eight of this like. Yeah but stuff. I, fucking brilliant it is
1: it is um but i understand that that you know this is the style that they wanted to make it kind of seem like a like a like a tome to to superman and have it to have a um i, I don't know a, a special quality quality to it so i can understand yeah. why it's done like that but i just felt that there's so much in this that it just it, it lopsided the whole the whole anniversary issue um sure
0: how awesome is it when uh especially that panel which like looks like they're using some sort of weird collage effect uh, mm. where the void opens up at yeah. the edge of the universe yeah. and like it's like a red sky with the black hole. Um, but the
1: backgrounds, all the backgrounds are great. are fantastic. Oh, even, they are. Even yeah. the blueprints, kind of like a blueprint look in the background of the next page with with this very futuristic Superman, kind of almost. Yeah, I fucking uh, love it. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd really like the art in this um, and the story in it is is quite good. Uh, so, yeah, yeah.
0: I love the narrative that everything wasn't perfect, you know, like mm. they were, you know, they were doing stuff that Superman certainly wouldn't approve of, you know, his descendants. Mm, yeah. you know, they were subjugating other races and stuff, um, conquering, but, you know, it was still like kind of a, it, it was just, and like stuff like the, they discovered how to convert into energy. I thought that was really cool.
1: Yes. Well, they've just reached another plane, haven't they? This is another yeah. step of, of the... I Actually, I like the idea also of, well, how, how their powers kind of lessened um, because of the interbreeding. Oh, because of
0: the interbreeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, think that makes sense. Um, so, well, and yeah. it
0: makes Superman more special, I guess, yeah, as well. exactly.
1: Yeah, because um, he's like the the prime, the, the uh, progenitor of it all. Yeah, right?
0: the peak, really. Yeah. Um, Let's do something with this, like DC. Mm. Like, um... When you, when you think about, you know, DC fucking comics, like, they're always trying to exploit shit. Um, <laughs> they, you know, like, and sometimes they run out of ideas. Like, this is, there's stuff in this fucking Starenko like, little mini that you could exploit for, for like, a fucking cool, like, Absolutely. series. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, you could, uh, Morrison could write a series about that squad of Superman in hmm. All-Star that was in Pat smallville Morrison has apparently said that he will no longer be doing any dc work after green lantern he's just going to purely do his own stuff from now really? on really sad wow. yeah i meant to mention this to you the other day connor um is there a reason we, or we, well he'd already said when he when he left after his batman run he he pretty much said look there won't be any more batman from me there might be one little thing somewhere but i'm done and he was pretty much saying i'm just devoting myself to my own independent stuff now and getting stuff converted into TV and movies and, you know, his own independent well, th- did Superman. Uh, yeah. But what I'm saying is he, before he did green lantern, he was out, but he came back, he did green lantern, but Liam Sharp, his artist said, no, he's pretty much made his mind up now that from this point forward, I think he's looking to, to basically I think he earns quite a lot of money out of what he's done. And he's now just looking to, his own creator, own stuff, get it into TV and movies as well. Um, I, I think he might be back because he he said that before. He has, you know, he has. You're right. Like, um, you know, with uh, I remember he said that after Action Comics, yeah. But then no, he came back to do Green Lantern. He did, he did. But anyway, I'm only going on what Liam Sharp was tweeting the other day. Yeah. he was saying that this time he seems pretty set. He's also had a bit more success in recent years with getting some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like used- happy like happy and he's got other stuff that's now been optioned and that's in development. Um apparently, you know, things are starting to work for him in that field. He's he just recently signed a deal um where they're developing a lot of his projects. So I'm just saying it seems like maybe that that is now starting to really work for him and well, good fact, for him though. You know, I'm, I'm like, well, god bless him because yeah. He's been so fucking influential and massive and like yeah. You know, yeah, I mean and plus he's got a lot of books in print, so I imagine he's he's earning nice royalties over what's in print. Like if you think about all his D C work, it's a fairly large chunk of it's in print and in, you know, different formats. It gets read yeah. and stuff. I so. mean, well yeah, we're hopefully getting this omnibus, omnibus uh, man. like you know, Arkham mm-hmm. Asylum, like his Batman run, like mm-hmm. Batman run is always gonna sell well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just think it's really good because he he's of an age where I've really got a sense that Grant Morrison um, still has some gas left in the tank, which is what you want, really, you know? Mm. Look, you could have a comic with Batman drinking a bowl of soup for 20 fucking pages, and that would sell like hotcakes. Yeah, i I definitely get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, interesting stuff. But yeah, overall, like, and I do want to say, after this Derenko issue, which I think everyone, I do want to say to anyone who's bothering to listen to us on this podcast, if you're going to read any story from this issue, I would suggest that is the story to read. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, yep.
0: And absolutely. I just noticed, and I don't think I even noticed this on my first read through. The last page, if you look in black and white, I don't know who Dale, oh, Jerry Robinson does it. Batman and Robin turn up, and you see Michael Jackson down there towards the bottom. And <laughs> that was bizarre. That was really bizarre because yeah. you got like uh, you got a bunch of celebrities there. Penguins there. I guess yeah. was- I was. A- Oh, so, so yeah. can we
1: just go back a little bit? Just one yes. one we've missed the Bilinskievich um page. Oh yeah,
0: I I am definitely not done with the story. Oh, Okay, <laughs> yes. yeah, right. Sorry. Um, there's god, so I mean uh, some of my favorite things are with Adam the blind poet. Oh. That page where he's standing with like what all those constellations mm. kind of in the background, yeah, like yeah. The sort of but they also kind of look like blueprints. Yep. I think mm. that's a beautiful page. That is very good. Yeah. I like the design of him too. Like he looks. Really
1: oh yeah, cool. the cool. The visor is pretty it's pretty cool.
0: Kind of like this futuristic sort of Moses. Yeah. Um, See,
1: so this is the sort of thing when it goes into the sci-fi and, and it doesn't delve into what seems to be out of date or outdated. Sure. Um, futurism, you know, um, and so yeah, I I I'm very much uh, prefer this sort of thing than say that one in the middle where they're doing that virtual reality. Um, yeah, the Last Son of Krypton, you know, when they're doing that, where everything seems to be futuristic, but it's so kind of old school.
0: Retro. Yeah. yeah Ray, well, I've got a question. For well, this... You on this show, have you done much of the, um, like, Silver Age Superman? Like, some of that stuff? We've done a couple, haven't we? Um... Oh, we did. We did Superman's Return to Krypton, which you both yes. liked. Yep, I, love, yep. I fucking love that one. But, see, yeah, I can yeah. give it for the sort of cheesy stuff because it was written in the 60s you know well that that's what they thought the future looked like yeah. <laughs> in the 60s you know yeah, yeah um but could you imagine a movie like i'm i'm just for a second here i could see a movie done now like with now look and everything of that story kind of thing so you yeah t- you could you could i yeah. think we actually mentioned that you could modernize that Yes. and it's got a movie like it it has a three-act movie structure yeah uh, uh, like i'm just that's that's what i'm saying like I'm surprised they don't do that. Like in, you know, like that would be a really good story, and you could definitely update it, like quite fucking easily. The Warner Brothers haven't read any Superman, so they have no idea. But, but <laughs> they think he's just like there to be mind controlled. But someone uh, like Jeff Johns has read tons, and he was at one point like the creative head or whatever he was of, you know, of the DC um, portion. Remember, like it's yeah. Thing. Like, well, I mean, John's John's just did Doomsday Clock, which is very Superman centric. I'm not sure what he's doing right now. Mm. But um, what I'm is he was in the film side. He was, yeah, the true side for a while. I know he got handicapped by you know various you know other things. But I'm just saying, there are people there who would have a very deep knowledge, much deeper than mine. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. All, yeah, all the passionate there is passionate people. There's some writers at DC which do know the character and are very passionate, but for some reason they're just their voices aren't being heard, or hmm. you know. Um, but uh, I, I thing I, I honestly like. Sometimes I look at it from sort of a business standpoint. If if I was running, you know, the position that Dio just got fired from, or Jim Lee, or this new esports guy who came in, I'd. Look at, I'd be looking at stuff like this and going, "This is something we could exploit." You know, we could we could do a whole fucking series of of this kind of thing and actually put it in the main book. Don't put it in some shitty side title. Yeah, put, put it in the main book, and I think it would give the the character a real fresher blood. And really, you're just stealing off old ideas. It's pretty easy. That was my main thing. Say what you will, New Fifty Two until Truth took Superman further. But then Rebirth, uh, I guess, well, aside from the John Kent thing, why I don't really like John Kent, I respect the idea that they developed the character as a father and they explored that. Yes. But then you look at the other title, they just pushed Superman back to post-crisis. They went retro with him to please everyone, you know, mm-hmm. instead of taking risks, telling new stories um and for some reason dc is just all about maybe it's because of the man of steel blowback and stuff they just want to try and play it safe with superman and i just don't think that's the way you want to go really um i just yeah um, I, I don't know i mean are they playing it safe when they reveal his identity with bendis i don't know but well, it's, i mean his I, identity's been revealed so much like, it has. No has. <laughs> it's right It's 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 not quite at the level of Gene Grey rising from the dead, but it's going to get there. Yeah. Like, like, It's like, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know the answer there, but I wouldn't do what they're doing kind of thing. I'm, I think, I'm interested to see where it'll go after Bendis. I'm interested to see who writes and what they're going to do.
2: Because
0: yeah. I think Bendis is coming towards the end of his tenure. Yeah, which, um, is, which is like, honestly, I think, yes, he is. And isn't that... Kind of stupid because, like, to me, if you were like, if I was a writer and I want and I wanted a DC deal, you know, and all that kind of stuff, I would be picturing like Chuck Dixon and Robin 100 issues, Nightwing 70 issues. Like, I would be wanting to go multi year deep into a deal if I was on. Uh, Super- he could, he could be, that's just the vibe I get. Um, but like, yeah, the problem is like, he's on Superman, but outside of the first couple of arcs and the reveal thing, I feel like he hasn't done that much with. Superman's character, which is weird to me. Like I I just like you, Dave, I think, geez, if I got to write Superman, Jesus, I would want a hundred issues as well. All the stuff I can think of that I'd explore, all the stories that I could think of telling. I think Ben's problem you know? is he because he's good at hitting deadlines. Like he is good at getting the pages out. He spreads himself way too thin. He's on Legion of Superheroes, he's on fucking his own independent fucking shit publisher DC. You know, like, he just does too many titles and he just doesn't have the sort of stories to tell. So it's like, from, from a perspective of, like, if you're his editor, yeah, you get the pages. You know what I mean? And they get to the I mean, art. He's very professional, you know, but it's yeah. not good. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll still say, I will defend Bender Superman a bit. I think it's hit and miss. mostly missed, but there are some hits there. And I'll shout out to Adam, awesome guy, big, big uh, Superman fan. Mm-hmm. Apologies for all our Benders bashing, because I know you like the run <laughs> right now bad. you know we're
1: entitled to no, yeah, no, no, we're only uh, entitled
0: Adam, to our opinions Adam talks Superman on Twitter it's a really awesome page to follow he just he talks exclusively Superman comics in fact he recently made a list of 100 Superman stories he'd recommend uh, to people okay uh, which is like an awesome I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that list because I'm always looking for a decent Superman there's story. a lot of there's a lot of stories on there that I didn't hear of that I didn't know existed um yeah. you know like these odd one shots or like there was one that was essentially why the last man but with Superman it was a justice League else world and I'd never heard of it before yeah no i I'd be i i'd, I'd can you can you maybe send me that tweet or something yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link after the show yeah. cool uh, I'm always looking for good Superman because I'm very I'm a little bit picky with my Superman but i I like a good Superman story where are you yeah. right are you gonna work your way through that hundred um stories <laughs> uh, are you still like Probably well, just
1: pick bits here and there. I'm not too sure. Um, I mean, it's it's a great feat that he's done. Um, and, no, totally respected for that. I'm sure there's a lot of good stuff in there. But, yeah, yeah, I'll just well, pick, yeah, I'm, pick I'm at thinking, my leisure.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm just going yeah. in at my leisure. Um, I should uh, do that Punisher and Deadpool. Do you think, Ray? I should maybe put out 100 stories of Punisher. <laughs> do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll do the hundred to pull one with you. Um, I'll, I'll do I'll do one for DeMorne, my character. I'll do three, and it's DeMorne Lady the City of Innocence, and and Soulfighter. Yeah, actually, we'll we'll put that in the show notes <laughs> links. <to> you <laughs> Thank you. No, no, no worries. Um, uh, yeah, this Thinkavage image is. Um, I mean, it's not my favourite thing of all time, but it's cool. Oh, I, I see. He's flying away, and in, and in the, in the capes yeah. in the ground. Right, now I see it better. I. I, I actually, I do. I'll talk about that in a sec. I just, I really want to talk about the end of this Taranko oh, okay, story. Yeah, Because yeah, sure. yep. I'm in love with The Last Spread. It's, it's very good. I think it's breathtaking. I think it's the best piece of oh, art. The, in
1: the... The, the outer space and the. Yeah, well, yeah,
0: yeah. he's on that planet and yeah. Eve has kind of just come in and I just think it's gorgeous and it's kind of bittersweet but hopeful because he's literally the last person in the universe. Um,. But, you know, now everything's going to start again, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I just, I, I love just the amount of detail in this page. Just all the planets, the stars, the creatures, the flora. This is what I expect, frankly. I know that sounds like I ask a lot, but when I take shit out to this level, this is what I fucking want. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like sci fi, Superman, the far future. Like, I know, I just grew up. On this kind of stuff and this kind of sci-fi images and, and stuff, and I think this is fucking where it's at. Like I no, think, totally. And, and don't forget, this was done in 1984, and this is a piece that looks forward and looks mm. visionary. Yes, it might appear very slightly dated to 2020 eyes, but 84 Sterenko, the guy's on fucking fire. You yeah, know, yeah, totally. Uh, it's brilliant. He's it. Yeah, he's, he is killing it. Yeah, he he's the killer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this this yeah i mean it, it really does just blow all the other and i love yeah. elliot Mag, and he's done great stuff but like uh this cool. blows all those short stories in this issue out of the water easily yeah it's, it's
1: a perfect marriage of uh, th- there's a lot more substance to the to the script um, yeah. and also the art is just top notch i mean so it, it's yeah it just really it seemed like a
0: separate thing to the rest of the book yep Well, maybe someone at DC Comics is listening and has heard my guidance and is now going to... (laughs) Don't worry, Steranko won't get a dime, but they'll exploit the fuck out of it. I wish DC listened to this podcast. Oh, do I wish. Give me a job. Uh, Well, I mean, maybe the interns are. I've heard rumours the interns are listening to Signal of Doom. I've I've heard rumours that Tom King's lawyers are listening to Signal of Doom. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard about me when I'm going to get Tom King on the show? I'm going to say hi, Tom. How are you going? Going pretty well. What about this? And I'm just going to play a tape of me to- ranting for about ten minutes. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what you think of uh, his Superman, though, up in the sky. Oh, look! I, I, I actually it was interesting. In all honesty, I think the guy's actually got some creative uh, power, and I think he's got some good. But unfortunately, I don't think he's particularly well suited to uh, a serialized, ongoing book Superior. like. Yeah, I just don't think he's. Stu once said he's not fanboy enough. Like, I don't think he almost kind of knows enough about the character. He sort of gets trapped. Um, I'm only going on his Batman run. I also want to try something I've never read. The Scott Snyder Superman. Was it Superman Unchained or something? That's that's really good. Um, I recommended that to Tash, uh, and she liked it too. I'd like uh, to get on the signal, actually, because I quite like Scott Snyder um, in general. You know what I mean? Like, overall...
2: Yeah.
0: It's a very it feels like an early 2000s story. And that's um, good. See for me that's good. That's the kind of stuff I like. Yeah. Uh, I've I've actually got it on my on my um comiXology account. I've just never read it. So I might actually well, while we're talking I'm just going to download it onto my iPad so I've got yeah, it. it. it's good. Like it's surprisingly good. Um you know, it's it's the 52 Bad. you get some really good feats of strength. Interesting villain. Yeah. Uh, Jim Jim Lee's on form. Oh, just uh, artist, is he? Yeah. I didn't know that actually. Okay, well that's interesting. I like Jim Lee in general. Have you read it, Ray Superman Unchained? No, no. Yeah, um,
1: I've seen the cover. Connor's mentioned it. You said you really liked it, Connor, yeah? So
0: yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, you know, like eight, eight, eight point five out of ten. I thought it was very oh, good. Oh wow, that is pretty um,
1: high on your scale. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, you know, I think I remember um, Tash saying she enjoyed it as well, and I just think yeah. it's interesting. I just sometimes I'm quite happy to take a chance. I mean, what have you got to lose? Kind of thing, you know? Totally. Um, What do you think of uh, while I'm on Superman? Superman's secret identity. I think it's Kerbusiak. We're actually covering that soon. Okay. Oh, we are. Yeah. 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 We have we have um, a guest on to cover Mm -hmm. it with Mm -hmm. Uh, quite a few people rate it quite highly. Is is the yeah? I I wasn't huge on it, but at the time I was a very angry teenager. So um, it's a very wholesome kind of story. Right. It's it's basically. Uh, this kid who was called Clark Kent, this is set in our world, he, he was called Clark Kent, he kind of got teased for it, but then he actually does get the powers of Superman somehow. Oh, I okay. Right. Him trying to be kind of function in our world. And it, it's really good. It's a nice story. Um, and it's interesting.
2: Okay, cool. So, yeah,
0: i would be interested to hear. I, I will definitely, if I'm going to listen to that kind of stuff, I'll um, definitely read. I'm very much of the opinion, if you're going to listen to someone's podcast about a book like that, you, you owe it to yourself to read it before you listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's totally. Oh, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point, in my opinion? but yeah, uh yeah. I know on Signal, I mean, I'm hugely entertaining. I don't mean to blow my own horn, but we also have <laughs> a lot of news. But if I was just doing a book club of me doing Punisher War Journal, I would expect people to listen along. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Unadulterated. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I wanted everyone to read Black Hole and leave detailed feedback, but no one did that, did they? <laughs> it was just us two talking about it. Black um, Hole it was pretty fucking interesting. Have, have you read no,
1: that, Ray? No, I I was interested after, you know, you guys had covered it. Um, then it kind of came and went and uh, looks, not on my radar
0: I, again. Until the other day when Connor mentioned it. But I remember, Connor, didn't I quite enjoy it? It yeah, was, I think we both gave it, like, nines, wow. if I remember. Pretty, pretty good, actually. Um, yeah, it was. It sort of stuck in the mind after I read it. It starts really, off a bit rough, but once it gets going... yeah. I mean, it really reminded it. me of Ed Brubaker, um, some stuff he did. Like, I think Ed Brubaker may have taken, you know, a little bit of influence. Um, it's that kind of existential kind of... Yeah, you know, yeah. Sort of questions, and I don't know. There's just a. Is it a really good book, actually, and much better than I expected it to be, as well. You know, which is always a nice surprise. Yeah. Mm. Now, so can we talk about the last? I want to just do some of the celebrities. Um, mm-hmm. I believe. Oh, that- do we want to talk about the the pin up first, the cape one? I see yes. Yeah.
1: No, I just wanted to say that um he's got a very because you know obviously he's a big moon Knight artist yep.
0: he's your guy isn't he right he oh, is okay. he's, and he's
1: he's an artist in his own right i mean he's one of the you know one of the top um sure. artists out there he's very different perspective on on comic book art um it's more he, he's more to me like a, an actual a, a real not a real i mean they're all real but uh, a, a traditional visual artist you mm-hmm. know um so he he really does play around with the mediums uh, over here I, I, yeah, I like it. it's very i i guess you'd say minimal because you don't see much of the Superman, but what he does he draws your eye with the just the the cape and mm. the simplicity of it, but again, as I mentioned with that um that Mike grell pin up uh he he's using that similar texture with the background and and the um the red clouds so yeah mm. no I, I really like this one
0: it's it's a very arty arty kind of way. Of doing oh, a comic but book. With the cape. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's a while to even see the head on top of it. Like, I was so... My eye was so drawn by the cape itself, you mm. know? Yeah. yeah. I, th- Superman. I think this is actually my favourite one. Really? Okay. This is Woolworthy. This really reminds me... Um, there was an episode of Smallville and uh, Lex... Not Lex. Someone's... Like, there's this kid who can touch... Like, when they touch someone, they can see the future.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's funny, when they touched Lex, they saw, like, it was raining blood or something ridiculous, which Ooh. was awesome. But um, <laughs> when he touched Superman, it was a very similar angle to this. You could just see his cape flying, like, in this awesome cosmic kind of shot, flying towards this wormhole or supernova or something with this huge epic music, like, he's off to save the universe. And that was such an awesome moment in the show because... You never see Superman in the show, really. Right. No. So to get that glimpse like of the future, he never got it. cape, did he? he? He does at the end, um, okay. the very end. But like to get that glimpse of the future, and it was just chilling and stuff. And it really reminds me here he's like flying
2: I'm in that
0: very glimpse. similar angle. Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah. he's just it's some sort of epic purpose or something doing something, and because uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, he looks yeah, this, like he's on a. Um,
1: yeah. It's just very understated, you, you know? It's it just really kind of open to anything you really...
0: Well, yeah, That that's just... That's how I associate... Yeah. That's what yeah. I associate it with. And I just find it, like, a very heroic image, but it's very artfully done.
2: Mm. You
0: know, it's not your typical pose. Yep. And this is wall-worthy, and I really wish this uh, issue was reprinted because I want these pin-ups. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I want these pin-ups on my wall. Uh, but, like, you know, it, obviously it's... They're all a bit worn and torn. Yeah. Um, and like the colors bleed a little bit as well, and, and yeah. stuff kind
1: of like seeps in through the page underneath and all that.
0: Yeah. But like if it was touched up a bit, I'd absolutely adore it on my wall. Yeah,
1: um, can you imagine you that know? red? Just that vibrant red.
0: Yeah. yeah, just the the background, the sky, and everything. Yeah. I don't know if he's in space or up in the clouds, but it's yeah, yeah,
1: it's cool.
0: I really, I really love it. Um, but uh. This is a pit up Dave really wants to talk about, uh, the oh, Jerry Robinson Jerry one. Jerry <laughs> Robinson one, yeah. Well, I just like spotting celebrities. Um, yes, what do, a celebrity. Um, that's, that's Mayor Ed Koch, I believe, who was a mayor of New York, okay. I'm pretty sure. He's got the mayor um, – he's holding the mayor book. I just know that that um, there. Then there's Michael Jackson. Um, I thought I saw – Is Woody uh, Allen down the bottom right? Yes, yes. Yeah, Woody Allen's there. Yeah. Um, is, what's is that guy's name? Yeah. Um, Next to Woody Allen, and then one above. So right of Woody Allen, and then one above. That guy's face is like super. Oh yes, he does. Super look, like fucking.
1: Um, he does look very um, familiar. I know who you mean. Is
0: that Richard Nixon as well. I think I see and I think so. Charles. You um, know my favorite one, Charles
1: Clark. It's Christopher Reeve.
0: No, no, Clark Kent off to the Clark right. Kent.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that's yeah. Yeah, Clark <laughs> I just Kent
0: think on. that's hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, they did that with Superman versus Muhammad Ali. They had, um, oh, on the cover, did... they just had all these celebrities, but like it was kind of the backs of their heads, and Clark Kent was one of them.
2: All
1: oh,
0: right, Which is funny because it makes no sense because he's in the ring. Like, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if that's Jimmy Carter right on the left. Bottom left, absolute bottom yeah, left. It, like it Jimmy, looks like yeah, yeah. it
1: does, Jimmy Carter. It,
0: um, is that Sinatra as well? Like to the right of Jimmy Carter, the hat, it look, a hat and bow tie. It could be
1: Sinatra. I think it could be Sinatra as well. And the, the guy next to him looks very familiar. I don't don't know who. Ronald
0: Reagan. Yeah. Oh, Ronald Reagan's further in the, the background. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. penguin's up the front penguin's for some reason. There. Yeah. Of, like out of everyone the penguin is there. It's <laughs> odd that they've gone penguin. you know, you would know, mm. think Superman you'd put a bizarro in there or something. Right? Maybe it's Danny DeVito. Hey. No. <laughs> uh and Jackson, obviously a big fan of Superman himself, so Yeah, there is guess...
1: Nixon, you're right. Yeah, Nixon's at the back there.
0: Yeah, I see. Is he really?
1: Oh, he's he's got the peace sign, like his peace sign. You know,
0: he's... I meant, is, is Nixon a fan of Superman? Oh. <laughs> or is that a joke? I, I, I don't know. Because that would be weird. <laughs> so, oh, wait, the Joker's in the crowd. I, oh, so I was not sure Joker. if that was okay. the Joker or not. Is is it the Joker with the big smile? Yeah, I think must so. Be. Must yeah, because be. <laughs> they say, because Batman and Robin are saying, Holy Cobra Batman, I think the Joker, Joker and Penguin. Ah, uh, there you go. So you yeah. got to
1: find them. There they
0: are. Bet oh, B- B-
1: B- B- Midler, right next to him.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which fits in with um. I I I I I know that guy that we're looking at, Ray, that's just to the right of Miller, But I don't know his name. Like I know yeah. the. Yeah. I, uh, I I, mean. I
1: know I got I got the picture of his face in my head as well. I just I don't yeah.
0: know. Um, um. Yeah. No. It's an interesting interesting. Um. I guess. Um. Ed Koch must have been coming towards the end of his mayorship. Um, I believe by the mid '80s. So mm. I know he was mayor of New York a couple of times, but uh, clearly was still there. No, it's a, it's a good image. I think it's cool. And, and and like Batman is kind of, I know, Connor, you may have a different opinion, but Batman and Superman have a good friendship, so it's good that, you know, that Batman and Robin are swinging by. I was actually about to bring this up that I thought it was a bit odd just because they weren't that present in the yeah. rest of the issue. Uh, if I'd been writing this anniversary, or sorry, if I'd been editing this anniversary issue, there definitely would have been a world's finest yeah. um, short story. And I, and I think that that's Part of the problem with this issue is that it's so devoted to doing the history thing when they could have done a little bit more with it, I think. And it makes me, makes me curious to check out the other anniversary issues, like 500, 600, you know. Well, I, um, I know that, like. Never heard gonna, about them, though. I know we're going to give our scores in a second, but I do feel that the Batman 400 issue is, is better, um, but. That's not to say that there's not some really interesting points, and the pin ups um are particularly good in this, so it's', yeah. it's potential in this issue for sure um yeah. I yeah. see that same as well there's a lot of potential here actually i like I like how it's kind of like the Adam West style Batman or more well more like the silver agey Batman, yeah, it does um, seem that way, yeah. By the way, I didn't realise, uh, on the page after that, there's one more pin-up, also yes. for, uh, much better than the uh, Frank Miller in the... um mm, His story. actual art, yeah. Ironically, the man who would almost kill Superman's legacy does the final pin-up for um, <laughs> uh, yeah. this. Yeah, but can <laughs> I, in Frank Miller's defence, that was never his goal. It, uh, it was never his intention. I don't think he expected the story to be as big as it was, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, I no, you're right. That's even how he views super, like. He he used Superman well in the story. It's just that it caught on, as you said. It, it really fucking caught on. You I mean, know, he, like he's pretty much said he doesn't consider that to be true Superman. Yeah, like that's not his vision of Superman. But as you said, it really caught on, and that's what people take away from it. Yeah. So you're right; it's not Frank Miller's fault. Whereas this pin-up of Frank Miller, it's oh, I think it's a pretty good Superman. Like, yeah, it is. Know. Yeah, it's yeah. Just quite good. Yeah, well, well, I will say from an Australian perspective. There was a lot of, like, America in the future. America, America, Mm. as opposed to, like, the world. And that dated it a bit for me. But I guess Elliot Magan is American, so he probably was pretty patriotic, I guess, if I read this issue right. American way. Truth, justice, the American way. I don't like truth, justice, the American way. I'm sorry. Like, uh, Superman didn't start off with that. That was added later and I like when they got rid of it again. You hmm. um, something like, I mean, come on, that's 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 Superman. For I God mean, s- we, we've, we've actually had this discussion on Signal as well. Uh, okay. But, like, I... I don't remember. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I always complain about it. Look, uh, not to get political, but, sure, when the American way was this ideal that was striven towards, because Superman's, like, you know, the immigrant story, mm. right? It made sense then. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't make sense to me now in the context of, you know, the modern era. Mm. and What would you think of? Um, I know that DC don't have the balls to do this and neither do Marvel, but to have Superman fighting, you know, dissidents, uh, you know, from whatever theater you want, like Iraq, you know, Afghanistan, et cetera, to have Superman in the field doing shit against terrorists and stuff like that. Mm. Like three of that. Oh, like as a as an agent of the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. Um, yeah. Well, they they ironically they did sort of deal. They've dealt with that a few times, but he's never really been a soldier.
2: Hmm.
0: He's always been doing it off his own volition, and he's always gotten in trouble because everyone interprets him as representing the U.S. Gotcha. when he's just going there of his own action. Um, that that will be that uh, that story will probably be in the John Byrne collection actually, because he goes to Kandak. Uh, to depose a dictator there, and then that causes a whole bunch of problems. Everyone Does gets angry. Does he Black Adam? Does he fight Black Adam? No, no. Actually, I don't know if it's Camdark. It's just some fictional Middle Eastern country. Yeah, uh, they're, they're like, pakistani in an end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's really... The story, which is in uh, 75 Years' Superman, written by uh, David Goya. Uh-huh. And it's a good story. He basically... It's the one where he renounces his US citizenship because... He goes over to, again, fictional Middle Eastern country uh, as a sign of peaceful protest. There's like a big protest going on between, you know, citizens and the authoritarian government. And he takes side of the citizens, but he does it in a peaceful protest, you know, so no one gets hurt. And he stands there for like 24 hours or something. And then he comes back and everyone's like, oh, you know, the White House doesn't approve and stuff. And he's like, well, I've got to renounce my citizenship because, like... It's just I'm – it's gone to a point where I'm too big for, like, you, you know, like that just one country. I love that. I, I think it's great. Like, he he's a citizen of the world. He's a champion of Earth, you know. He in Kansas. Huh? He landed in Kansas. Yeah, he landed in Kansas, but he was born on Krypton. Yeah, but I mean, he was indoctrinated by American values, just like in Red Sun, he's indoctrinated by Soviet values. Mm, I don't know about that. Like uh, the, the what what John and Martha teach him is to do the right thing. <laughs> Eric teach him to, it's interesting. you know, yeah. yeah, it's interesting, but mm. it's not like he's tearing up. I don't know. It's not like he's tearing up. America over whatever you know over corruption and stuff. It's not like he's going in there lasering people. And... Well, he was in the golden age. He wasn't lasering I people. Know, but he I was. know. I know. In the beginning, he was. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Ray?
1: Oh, not much. Uh, um, not much of an opinion for that. Um, Too hot? No, no. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it would have to just be crafted a particular. It just seems a little odd to be that. I mean, unless, of course, he does work for some sort of organisation. But
0: I do want to read this David Goya story. So it's in the seventy-five year celebration, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's the I, Action Comics nine hundred uh, section. Gotcha. Okay, I'll I'll check it out. Um, yeah. I do remember um, just wrapping up on this theme. I remember when nine eleven happened that Frank Miller put himself in a hotel and he was writing a story about Batman going after Al Qaeda. Oh, holy terror! Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! It became holy terror. When DC would no, he can't do that. They they supported it originally, but I think it got he 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 eventually they were like, well, this is too hot to touch, and he put out his Holy Terror. It's a very flawed book, but it's very interesting. Okay, Um, I I actually think it's it's by no means fucking you know his best work, but it's a you know when an artist puts something out that is very interesting, look into them as a as a person and like how they. His reaction to 9-11, which you see as well in The Dark Knight, Strikes Back or whatever it was called, or Strikes Again, um, he had a very emotional reaction as like so many of us did. And it mm-hmm. was happening when he was writing that storyline and it impacted on the story and it impacted on him. And you really see an artist kind of like severely grappling with it, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, it's interesting so i just I just okay. wanted to put that out. but Connor, you've put your you've you know, wow he's walked away from the American citizenship and you're saying hooray yeah <laughs> no I, I look I'm not saying down with America or anything, yeah. but you know su- it's like I'm not saying down with America or anything, but Good. uh you know the scale of Superman is worldly yeah you Would know, that- hes a, he should be a citizen of earth, not just America Yeah, like- I'd, I'd take that. Yeah, I, I hear you guys, but will these, to my mind, controversial views get you kicked out of the Superman Club or, or not? Because no, I not know, really. So I don't... No, we we had James and Tyler on. We, yeah. we we actually had this discussion when we were talking about Red Sun, and they they understood our view. You know, yeah. um, I, I understand it. I understand it, but I'm just kind of like, that's renouncing but, the citizenship. That's a big fucking step. I don't know if I agree. You know, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a spiteful thing. He didn't do it spitefully. He did it like. Yeah, because like it was limiting his ability to help. Did he, like, li- he couldn't? Did he leave the Daily Planet then and the life? No, no, no. He, it, that was all he did. He just renounced his citizenship because he's like, mm. uh, if I go some, if I go overseas to help, yeah. it's interpreted as like an American action, and like in order to do my job properly, I just can't be considered, yeah, you know, allied with a yeah. particular agency. It's very fashionable now to have this view but I'm not sure I personally agree but hey, it's interesting I mean I I, mean, I think it was a mistake when they made him more American I think that was a big mistake and John Byrne kind of did that as well yeah, um I don't know there's a lot of Superman carrying the flag over the years that I've seen you know It's just like and uh, you yeah. know that's fine like you can be proud of your country yeah If hell, hell if like if I saw a character carrying the Australian flag I'd be like hell yeah you know <laughs> But, like, um, yeah. I think – I just think it's a – It's fascinating to me. I mean this is a topic that I could spend hours on. I, I love it yeah. with the conversation. You know, like it's it's deep. Uh, oh, I I guess... I'm guess going to read that. You know what I'm going to do, Connor? I'm going to read – after we get off this show, it's about 3 a.m. I'll um, – <laughs> no, I will read the issue and give you my thoughts because I'm – I don't get the impression that I'm, like, hugely, hugely, like, that's wrong – I think it's a fascinating creative choice. Mm. And I'd be thrilled to know what Superman mainstream readers thought of it, though. I, I don't know. There's been there's been two stories I've read, mm. not, not Dark Knight Returns. This is outside Dark Knight Returns, where Superman has been like, oh, I can't act overseas because I'm an American citizen. And that sits so wrong with me. That goes against... Everything I believe, Superman mm. is. He should put yeah. doing the right thing before. Well, that's how Any nationalist.
1: And yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, his mean, principles he's... over over nationality. For over. Told
0: not, or what? Sorry, are you saying he he won't because he's told he can't? Or, or there what? was two stories. One was like the the president pretty much told him, look, you can't interfere
2: yeah.
0: with this alien invasion over there right now because. Of blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is Superman. If people were dying over there, he would just go. And did he you go? Oh. No, he didn't go. Right. And okay. that sat so wrong with me. And that was in, like, kind of the late 80s. And then another one I think was in the late – I think it was a Denny O'Neill's run, actually, where he's like, i got to try and stealthily rescue people from this erupting volcano. I'm
3: because... reading it
0: right now. I'm reading it right now. I know the exact issue you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly what happens. Yeah, he's – uh he's sort of covert because Uh, uh, he's, he's like, Oh, I can't be interpreted as, you know, and I'm just like, Superman shouldn't care. You know, I I miss when Superman didn't really give a shit. Like he would, uh, turn over a cop car if it was in his way. Like, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's one of those topics that, um, is pretty cool. And, and Hmm. I guess I'm, I'm excited to read the David Goya. Uh, she's a guy who's had a lot of hits and a lot of misses in his career. Um, yeah, you I know. think that's one of the hits. And, like, again, this isn't, like, I'm probably making it sound more important to me than it actually is. Like, I don't think this is a huge issue with the character. I don't think it's actually come up that much. Is he but still those, a good now, like in Rebirth? or whatever? Those instances where it did come up really bothered me. Um, well, the thing is, again, uh, second favorite word on the podcast, Grant Morrison. Um, he, the way he did it, he brought Superman back to his sort of, Championing their press roots. yes. So Superman, pretty much at all New Fifty Two, was kind of like that. He would put doing the right thing over sort of any mm. niceties, or mm. so there wasn't really a sort of uh, so, government yeah, angle there. The funny thing is, reading World's Finest from the like fifties and sixties, which I've got the collections of, it, he definitely always is about you know, helping and doing the right thing. It just also has like a very heavy pro US. Slant, you know, yeah. like, because and that was that was like what it was at the time. Yeah, that's the flavor of the times. Like, I mean, Batman would be carrying the flag at times. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But like, if he's doing that when it's not the flavor of the times, so that's when it starts bugging me. And as of right now, um, he's just treated as like Earth. You know, he represents Earth. Um, exactly. because he's that big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, given the given now with how divisive things are politically as well, it makes even less sense for DC to have him carrying the flag too much right now because you know things are so divisive yeah uh, mm. so now's a particularly sensitive time that i'm sure dc let's face it uh warner's a, a cowards when it comes to issues like this as well like yeah, yeah. you know so the, the, that's why it's so rare to get these examples and why it makes it someone like me fascinating you know yeah i mean yeah. I'll, again i'll go on the record no problem with being superman of Superman being proud to be American, like that's no problem to me. You know, mm-hmm. it makes sense and it's it's cool because he's an immigrant and that's the whole dream, right? Um, but the just when they kind of muddled up and they kind of make Superman concerned with being like an agent of the U.S. and put that sure. like Superman, he's just about doing the right thing. That's the character, mm-hmm. you know. Don't don't make him like a sort of government puppet. Or something. He has his own fucking shit. Like, he's got the Fortress of Solitude connection. Like, it's not like he's Earth bound 100%. He chooses to live on Earth, you know? Yeah. He could fly somewhere else, kind of thing, if he wanted to. You know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, he chooses to live on Earth now. It's not like he couldn't get off it. Like, there's a hole in DC you know from what i know of reading dc there's a whole interplanetary kind of thing going on you know all the time so yeah yeah it's it's all about that right now um in fact yeah it's not an issue right now i'm just saying like those two instances just really bugged me but yeah let me know your thoughts of that issue yeah i've
2: really
0: enjoyed this this conversation guys by the way and Mm -hmm. um thank you for having me on it's been a hell of a lot of fun Yeah. yeah I hope I hope I haven't annoyed any listeners with my tirade. Then, but uh, so then you are entitled
1: to your opinions, Connor. It's nothing wrong with that.
0: I, I apologise for my views, do I, Ray?
1: No, no, not at all. Stick by you your just, opinions. Listen, we just keep on killing. <laughs> That's it.
0: we go. Keep on killing. Yeah, um, yeah. out of ten, we're going to go around the round the table and yeah. give so let's let's rate it out of Living Legends of Superman. Mm.
1: Yeah, uh, Dave, you are the guest. Uh, what what uh, would you give okay. this?
0: Six out of ten. Okay. Yep. No more, no less. <laughs> uh, nothing to add. Yep. No, I mean, look, I mean, I think yeah. I think we've covered it a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, it's lifted at points. The pinups yep. uh, add to it, but it, unfortunately, the sort of stories, the sort of filler stories, as I would call them drag it down but it's a 6 out of 10 with a bit of promise and you know, I could be argued to a 6.5 as well for historical relevance and all that kind of thing Yeah, um I guess I'll go next Yeah, uh I'll give it a 7 mm-hmm. um I think I just think some of the stuff in there is really good this is like <laughs> especially the Storanko and some of the pinups and like you know I don't think I, I really didn't like a, um, some of the stories but I I, I thought I, I, the concept was good enough Mm. Yeah, to carry it for me, a lot of the time. So um, you know, I, I did quite like it. I I I, res- I respect it a lot more for the effort as well, as yeah. opposed to something like Action One Thousand. I thought this, even if it tried and missed a bit, uh, you know, at least it tried. And that final story, you know, beautiful. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'd say, I'd uh, I'd give it about a seven as well. I, I think um, largely from that last story. And, uh, and the artwork, um, a lot of the pin-ups. But, but even some of the stories that I, I didn't find um, that that great, uh, the artwork was still good. Um, so that kind of propped it up for me. Um, as I said, I mean, you could see what they were doing. Um, so I reckon, yeah, Seven, that's largely from that <laughs> Storenko thing at the end, which I think was really quite... Um, uh, ins- uh, inspirational, is that the thing? Uh, what's the word? Uh, yeah, just, just very very different. Uh, different kind of cut from the rest of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and it just seemed to... It deserved to almost just be by itself, really. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, we do have two pieces of feedback. They're very short, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first from Adam, Talking Superman. Uh, i always love that Mobius has done a Superman piece in this. Great theme for an anniversary issue. Uh yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I agree with both things. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Mobius, is there a? Am I missing something? Who is Mobius? Is that? Is he? What do you mean? Uh,
2: huh?
1: The who
0: artist? is? He? Yeah. Mobius is just a really famous artist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he's like, <laughs> okay. uh, he, yeah. like a, he's oh. a really famous like French. I think French artist, like who's sort of like a pop it, artist, like a. He was a comic artist, but he he was massively influential, especially in Europe. But okay. he did he did do some American work. I mean, I'm no expert on Mobius, but yeah, he's like an artistic, like a Jack he's, he's French there. as okay. well. Um, and he's uh, he had a big impact with the West with one of his series. He did a few paintings, and like he's um, you know, he, he did like uh, he did stuff for Alien, I think some other stuff really yeah like uh yeah he's enormous ray he's he's all over the place (laughs) okay obviously mr bait on that one um... yeah right i'm no expert on him but um he's just one of those like you know european graphic novels and all that kind of thing yeah okay um a lot of
1: sci-fi stuff a lot of sci-fi okay so my european comic knowledge is is
0: really next to nothing so um
1: okay okay right
0: yeah um and the other piece of feedback is from Ryan Smith. The Storanko story reads like a Homeric hymn, and I love the art. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah uh, I, I can see that. Yeah, so. the art was just, yeah, really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It had a very classic vibe to it.
0: All right, well, I believe that wraps us up. Uh, thanks very much, Dave, for coming on. Well, thank you for having yeah, me. It's been Dave. A pleasure, actually. Thank you. It's be- I love the conversation, man. I, I love sometimes- the energy. I was, yeah, sometimes I can just spin my wheels on these topics forever because... They oh, are, I, I could have too. About, you know? Poor old Ray. I think poor old Ray's ready for bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave what? and I could Swagging talk for key. many more hours, I <laughs> yeah. think. Um, yeah. Ray, you're like the ball player now. You're sort of looking at the clock waiting for me <laughs> time, you know? <laughs> I'm blocking the shots,
1: Dave. I'm blocking the you shots. man. I can feel it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well... Uh, thanks again, Dave. Remember to check out Dave on Signal of Doom. Uh, you look up Signal every, of Doom every and... week. We do a show. Yeah, never miss it. We've been going. I think we're up to about one hundred and eighty-two shows. Yeah, massive. Um, so we're getting there. We're going to have both of you guys on individually, but we mm-hmm. I'm also happy to have you on together at some point. Yeah, but um, Ray and I are going to be on doing a great Craven's Last Hunt, Spider-Man Epic Collection, and yeah. Connor and myself have got a couple of plans for a couple of shows mm. up in the near future. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's plenty of stuff popping off on Signal Doom. Check us out. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you search for the episodes. You know, you can find me and Ray on there and a bunch of other stuff they've done too. You know, have a scroll through, see if anything is of interest. And, uh, yeah, cool. All right, well, um, Dave, I'm sure you'll be on again. Uh, we've already talked about a little bit, actually. So mm-hmm. I'd love to. It's been a, a, such a pleasure. to. I, I love talking about this Superman, and it forces me – to kind of look into some of the stories that I've always wanted to check out, because with Superman, I do love the character, but I'm just not that knowledgeable. And it's always a pleasure to go and check out those sweet stories, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, in fact, I'll get that 100% for you as well. All right, um, until next time. Apologies again. I'm not I'm not attacking. I'm really worried now. I'm really paranoid oh, that oh, I've attacked. Superman. about that. Oh, Don't worry
1: about it. Yeah, it's
2: just
0: <laughs> fine. Like. We well, have so many like, nice people that listen, and they're all American. No. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm as I'm as pro as Well, you If they're can. nice oh, people, okay. they will respect your views as well. Yeah, That's it's, true. It's a free society, dude. Yeah. You can you know, really, at the end of the day, like your opinions on Superman's like citizenship are, are your own, and you can, yeah. you know, entitled. Yeah. It, frankly, you know. Sure. it's a pretty silly thing to get caught up <laughs> about. So it's citizenship when you put it that way, <laughs> like. <laughs> um okay guys uh yeah uh oh yeah next week we will be doing uh what this is episode 50 right yep episode 50 so yeah next next time we will be doing jla the nail (laughs) if you guys want to go read that um yeah all right peace catch you later superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of dc